welcome to episode number four of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. I'm your host, Rob. You can find me on CaffeineCrew.com as Riffrat. Tonight joining me is... At... So oh, excited. So yeah, at the moment. At, at the... <laughs> <laughs> Should we just... Jet lag will do to you. Oh, yeah. Um, K. McIntyre, MT on the site. Bill, I am Nocturuba on the site. We may not see Bill again for about three months because somebody just... Up their WoW subscription. Don't look at me like that when you say it, it's not such a bad thing. It's a yes, great yes, it is. Game. It's consumed so much of my life, I figured why not let it consume more? Because you have more self respect than that. I'm TJ, I'm Storiest on the site. I'm Lynch, I'm Asher Dales on the site. And I have jet lag as well. So, um. Yeah. So, fair warning, if I mentally trail off, it's not that we busted out the scotch like episode two. Um, <laughs> Though we should bust out the scotch, on back, so. But yeah, no, um, yeah, me and Kat just got back from Hawaii yesterday in midday, so we're both a little sleep-deprived and off. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to start the show like we start every other show with the good old hypothetical. So this one's kind of an interesting one. Um, so everybody here now at the table has a power to summon things. And unfortunately, you only have the power to summon one of two things. <laughs> so, would you rather summon old people or summon babies? Like, summon, like... Mass, mass hordes. Mass hordes. Mass hordes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Tim. Okay, I'll take, I'll take this one first. Undead or no? Just regular? Just, Just regular. regular. Old people or babies? <laughs> you want to summon them? I'm, I'm going to go babies. Because all right, they're distracting, and I could tie a couple together and make baby plans. <laughs> baby, baby chucks. Baby chucks. I can do that with old people, too. They're also... They're also but they're, they're, they're brittle. Br- they're brittle. They're, they're brittle. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm going to go with... I always wanted to be a necromancer, so I'm going to go with old people, because it's pretty much the same damn thing. <laughs> Some in Florida. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, just the hordes of retirement homes at my, at my every, every fingertip. Did anyone else with the summon old people think lemon party? Because I totally did. Yep. No, no, I didn't go there. And now that image is, uh, yeah, it's firmly in my mind again. So instant lemon party. Um, so I, I, I think it would depend upon the situation. It all depends on what I would need to do. You're like, going to rob a bank. I'm going to rob a bank? Um, I probably want to summon babies to rob a bank. I have old people... They have more mass because they're fully grown. But they're also so so thin, the sensors probably still wouldn't pick them up. Yeah, but still you still have to you'd still have to work your way around. Babies, <laughs> you know, they're small. So Yeah, you could probably get away with that a bit better if you'd summon the babies. Um, summon to go people as it well, actually wasn't my answer. It was summon babies because I think it was like years ago, but we saw this weird Japanese TV show that had like I think it was a kids show, and they had little children dressed up as like cabbages and shit, and it was adorable. And they just like wandered around as little cabbage baby things. And I want a field of them because it would be really cute, and you could just dress them up like cabbages. Everything great starts with. <laughs> well, I saw this on this one weird show Japanese from Japan. show. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like little. Cabbage babies wandering around, so you could have like a garden of babies, and it'd be cute. I mean, you wouldn't actually do anything with them, but it'd be very cute. Your real life cabbage patch kids. Yeah, yeah right. pretty much. That was pretty yeah. awesome. TJ's giving me scared looks. <laughs> so, what's your thoughts? 
So you guys are thinking about this all wrong? Okay. Babies are fairly useless. They can crawl around. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, the definition of an old person is anybody over the age of 65, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm summoning the Expendables. <laughs> all of them are over 65, and all of them kick more ass than anybody at this table. I win. <laughs> Do you think you could? Do you think you could actually like if you're traveling across the country? Do you think you could string enough old people together and you know board a river? <laughs> uh, start drinking. Right. No, 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 I'm no, taking no, the no, bell no, from no, you. No. My bell, my bell. <laughs> no, speak up. You two, speak up. Us too. There's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so. Moving on, though, to other things. So, I'm going to get to something really quick. I just wanted to bring it up really fast in passing. Um, If anybody here, gamer-wise, has played a game called Fez, um, and has got their finger on the pulse with gaming, has probably heard of a man by the name of Phil Fish. Um, (laughs) He's been very active for a long point in time after getting a lot of harassment on Twitter uh, about his game, um, and he's been very big about, uh, like, you know, backlashing out in public, um, like, or at least on public forums, kind of saying that, you know, the culture that we know pretty much is like the, the internet trolls pretty much has ruined everything for everybody else. And he's basically taken his ball and gone home. Um, because of such, he said, I'm canceling Fez too. I'm not making this game. There's, Bill was telling me there was a whole other huge thing with, uh, was it, didn't he already cancel Fez too? He did. Um, there's more behind it. I'm not going to get into all of it because we'll be here for a while. Um, but there was a whole thing with uh, the developer from so, Depre- Depression Quest. Yeah, that's it's a whole big shitstorm of a story that um, you could do a fifty-hour podcast. That's Zo- Zoe Quinn is the, uh, yes. the female designer on Depression Quest. And hopefully, you know, even though mentioning that, uh, our stuff won't get deleted because apparently it's getting censored all over the internet right now. Anyways, go on. Um, so anyway, there has been a lot more attacks on Phil Fish recently, and if you are not used to his mannerisms and ways of speaking about a lot of this stuff, I highly suggest going out and looking for a movie that you can probably find on streaming like Hulu or Netflix. It's called uh, Indie Game the Movie, uh, where it follows the creation of Fez with him, uh, the guys from Team Meat with Super Meat Boy and uh, Jonathan Blow when they're making Braid. But you kind of see Phil Fish fall apart through the course of that movie pretty heavily, so his actions are not really a shock. But basically, he, after all this is went down, hackers went after him uh, just a matter of days ago. Uh, they released like a lot of his public records about Polytron, which is his company. His personal information, like his social security, all of his other information as well, uh, which has resulted in him in making this huge tweet, uh, which is, quote, uh, quote, this is video games, this is what I get, this is unacceptable, this is not okay. Terrorists, never again, do you hear me? Never again, this is video games. This is your audience. To every aspiring game developer out there, don't. Just give up. It's not worth it. Nothing is worth this. Give up on your dreams. They're actually nightmares. Just don't do it. Run away. So the internet culture out there has kind of rallied around the opposite of this. And right now there's a big movement going on. Uh, it's hashtag we love game devs. So if you love independent game developers, whether for board games, card games, video games, I highly suggest reaching out to your favorite devs right now on Twitter with that hashtag, let them know you really appreciate their creativity. Um, I know everybody here, we especially love that culture so much and what it's become. Indie so, games are great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, too many games. Um, that was a huge proponent for as much of our love for indie 
Um, especially with all of our friends here that work on like RPG stuff. Um, Kickstarter has been a huge part of keeping that culture moving. So make sure you definitely reach out to them, those people though. I mean, so anyway, um, like I said, definitely reach out to your favorite uh, devs out there. Just let them know that you really appreciate their work, their creativity, and for them to keep this culture thriving. Hashtag game dev. Uh, hashtag we love, love game, game devs. Okay. So yes, game devs, we love you. We you do. keep us entertained for hours and hours <laughs> upon end. Uh, I thought you were going to start singing. Well. <laughs> there could be a musical Top number dance. there. I mean, you know, that we could get uh, awesome. birds and animals and squirrels coming out of the woodwork. Yes! And, yeah, we it could be great. you, game <laughs> <laughs> But don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, was a, that, was that a, wasn't even a good pun. Okay. Okay. The puns are supposed to be made off of what you're talking about at that moment. So that reference was cold. It really was frozen. See? That's a pun. Congratulations. It only took you three bell rings to get one right. I got the Ford pun. In no, you didn't. Yes, that was such a stretch. If you have to work for it, it's not worth it. <laughs> so, on to other things, though, on to more interesting news. Uh, actually, wow, we're in a kind of a little depressing start-off chunk, aren't we? Yeah. So, the next thing was right? a kind of big that we, 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 were, we were talking about that just hit just a couple of hours ago is uh, Mythbusters. Um, they just announced uh, Carrie Byron, um, Grant Imahara, and Tori Belici are going to be leaving the show after the end of this season. So, um, that's been what... How do you think that's going to affect the show? I... Actually, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, it's been ten years. I don't watch it very often. I mean, I've seen it before, so I really like not... I mean, it depends know, really on whether they're, they're leaving the show to bring in new people, or if it'll just be Adam and Jamie. It sounds like it's just going to be Adam and Jamie. That, that would actually be good, because the one thing that I had a problem with... Uh, with when it was all five of them mm-hmm. was how many times they cut in between like their two different projects yeah. Yeah. throughout the show. So if it's just Adam and Jamie, then we might get a more complete show. I could still no, I could still see them saying, "Hey, look, we're going to tackle these three myths," and then throughout the entire show, they're going to be going, "Oh, look, look what I'm working on. This for the first myth." Next five minutes. This is for the second one. Well, that's what they did in the first season. They would cut between different yeah. jobs. I, they I were can doing. still see them doing that because it engages viewers for the entire hour instead of saying, oh, look, I'm interested in the first myth. I'm going to watch the first 15 minutes and then turn off the show. Yeah, they're trying they to keep They need to keep people engaged the whole well, time. Well, it could also be if they reduce it to half an hour. They that might do smarter. one myth. I mean, they've been running for over, like, what, like 12 years almost? Yeah. 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 Over a decade. Like, or to fill the hour, you do two, two half hour shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I really do like the three of them. I think they have a really good dynamic. I'd like to see Discovery pick them up for their own show and just do something different. They've been in other shows, other kind of like just specials, right. I think, and they work well together. Yeah, they're, they're so really good. The other thing is they're leaving as hosts. So are they actually leaving, leaving? Because a lot of them were doing, all three of them were doing grunt work before they became hosts. It might be a cost-cutting measure on Discovery Channel's part. We're not going to make you hosts anymore, but you're still on the team and will be prominent team members. The way it sounded is like, no, they're leaving the show. They're they're just, they're leaving. They're walking away from the show. They're they're cutting cutting ties. It It was very positive, apparently, from what they said. They all came out and said, hey, we're really happy to do what we did. We really loved it. It was a very special time. And I think it's a shame because that show became... They, it wasn't just Adam and Jamie anymore. It was the five of them. Yeah. yeah. They didn't interact as much 
But when they did, it, those moments were always a lot more fun. It felt a lot yeah. more special. And they brought a lot of levity. Because, like... Jamie is just very just chill and relaxed. And, yeah. Well, not to say anything about anybody else, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Adam is so through the roof... Yeah. That it's like, it's that odd couple dynamic, which made it fun. That annoys me. There was no in the middle. And those yeah. three people brought the in the middle, and mm-hmm. they brought a more interesting dynamic to things. Uh, I mean, it was fun because they always took things very humorous constantly, but it was never so in your face that it felt slapsticky. So, I mean, I do hope, I hope the best for them. I do hope to see that they actually get something else out of this. So. Yeah, it would be nice to see them go somewhere else. Yeah, and really, I think they they are going to go somewhere else. Well, I'm definitely. sure they'll they, be they, fine wherever they go. Uh, Grant already does a whole lot of other things, <laughs> and he was he was on Robot Wars for a while, so <laughs> he, he does have Grant already does have the chops for TV and other in other media. Yeah, I mean, you could also see him probably going back to, like, he worked for ILM for a long time. Mm-hmm. He worked on Star Wars. He was one of the robotics engineers on that. I mean, I, I wouldn't well, be I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I know sci-fi is trying to get a little bit back into, you know, being sci-fi. Being sci-fi. sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, you know, it would be interesting to see them go to a show there. That would be cool to see. I would like to see them do that. I just hope they just don't stay in that Hardcore, like turn into turn into like reality show hosts. Yeah. you can see that if they don't get anything special out of this. Yeah. Well, de- it depends because they actually Discovery actually had a really good show on where people would compete to build Rube Goldberg devices. I remember that. That, that was, was the, that was that an Adam, was, Adam, 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 was an Adam and Jamie show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but if they if they spun those three off into that, that was like what Unchained Reactions. Yeah, yeah. Unchained Reactions. It lasted like eight episodes and then never came back. It was cool. I think mainly cool. because nobody knew when it was on. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, uh, like I said, so it was kind of a odd shock, but, you know, best mm-hmm. of luck to those guys and go for the best. But hopefully Mythbusters continues and is as entertaining as it was, you know. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, anytime I turn on Catalyst, it's like, oh, God, no, not again. I don't mind it. Like, I think what they tackle is interesting, but Adam annoys the piss out of me, so I can't imagine. Like, that's why I can't sit through a full episode. I don't mind Jamie. I think he's entertaining. Adam really pisses me off, though, and I can't sit through a full episode with him. So with them leaving the show, I'm like, man, I have no buffer. This sucks. <laughs> Well, my problem with those three was they they were too they were like kind of forced themselves to be over the top mm-hmm. a little bit, especially Tori. Tori forced himself into that. I don't think he's actually that persona that he portrays on MythBusters. That's fair. Like that that goofball. Yeah, I think he is a goofball. He is, I've seen him in other yeah. things, but like he is a goofball. But he just he took it to the next level. Yeah, and he it, took it. It's too far sometimes. It, it didn't feel natural. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is, like, I think it's actually for the better, too. Because, like, Carrie was pretty much there. He's like, look, it's a hot chick holding a giant gun. And it was just kind of like, what does this have to do with science? <laughs> yes, but she was still good at what she did. She was. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they, but that's how the show started turning it into. Yeah. Like, you you could tell they started focusing their cameras on that. It's a focus of... Instead yeah. of, like, the fun the experiments and then as a core, it started every time you, she showed up on camera... They treated it as such. It was like, this is how we're going to get this done. Well, she was also really popular for a she while. She was. For a while. So, you know, when you have a breakout star, where are you going to put your camera? Yeah, no, that's true. And it, don't get me wrong. I think she was 
like I said, one of the best builders on the oh, show. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. incredibly intelligent, and it was it was just a shame that you saw it kind of making yeah. that turn. But um, I will I will say I've always envied the MythBusters because you know they got jobs blowing crap up. And pretty much, <laughs> they got. Why did getting, we not think of this? They're getting paid for what I do already. <laughs> Just a lot more. Just a lot more. <laughs> I could do what they do if I had that team of people behind me. I do that what they do by myself. Oh. <laughs> but remember, there are other people that blow stuff up too, like Michael Bay. And it's true. I wouldn't envy being him. But yeah, but still. Yeah, I then you have him. to be Michael Bay. Yes, but I get his bank account. I know. Yeah, Michael Bay doesn't he care. He doesn't care. But he you has have to always collect the paycheck, man. I hate I, him. I, I hate I, him. I, I, if I was Michael Bay, I would laugh at you all day long while I cash my $6 billion it's such and bullshit. swam in my pool. Scrooge McDuck in it. Yeah. I know. Seriously. It's such a shame. He's destroying, like... <laughs> and that would just be today's take. Transformers. <laughs> it's gonna taint. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, I heard Turtles isn't bad if you go into it not thinking about anything. <laughs> no, it's still it's With still a blank mind. I don't know. Clear your mind. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't I plan on it. I don't want to. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for streaming. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, waiting for no I'm waiting for video. I mean, whatsoever. honestly, the action sequence will probably be awesome. I'm not sure about the rest of the movie, and I can't stand Megan Fox, so, you know. Actually, I oh did hear God, one thing about that movie that made me laugh. Yeah. There's a huge nod to Arrested Development. When they actually show Will Arnett's character for, like, one of the early scenes, he's sitting there making a mustard and Parmesan cheese sandwich, oh and God. there's a George Michael song playing in the background. That's fantastic. And I'm like, that's kind of awesome. Did anyone get that reference? Did anyone watch season, season four, four of Arrested Development? Development? I know you don't watch it. I, I don't watch Arrested Development. I did watch it, but no, I, I don't four. understand that it reference. It was kind of amazing. They did, um, so in season four, they kept eating mustard and parmesan and it was actually a nod to their character gene parmesan because ah, he was colonial colonel, colonel mustard, mustard from clue clue and he was gene parmesan on our yeah. development yeah so, oh. that was the nod. so they would okay, eat okay. parmesan mm-hmm. it was a weird yeah it was odd but, they, but it was it was, was this weird ongoing show. joke in season yeah. four so it was a stretch you know like most of bill's jokes <laughs> Just because my puns are slightly unnatural sometimes. I still think they're good puns. They're They're good puns. You just stretch for them, and you shouldn't stretch for an actual pun. Okay, down the road, we're going to prepare a pun war. We'll come up at top and give you guys two weeks (laughs) to come up with the best pun run. So we'll do this in a month or two. So we'll give you guys plenty of... We'll find let's, a, do, let's do two months. I, I just got a four-week gig, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> this um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm, what? I'm gonna bring we'll we'll bring in we'll, we'll bring in we'll bring in a third party on this too. We'll bring Kenny in on that one too. And we'll have right. a three-person pun off and see what happens because Kenny's not usually the pun one. He doesn't. And we should get him it. to judge. Oh my god! Actually, yes. We just hate every single one. It's whichever one no, makes the angriest. No. It's, <laughs> yes, I like it. <laughs> there, there, there will be a frown meter. <laughs> Will it be like those, um, you know, the hospital sheets where it's like the pain faces? Oh, the pain tolerance. Yeah, the happy <laughs> faces. It starts at Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a It brilliant. goes to Michael Bay. No, it goes to AVGN. Oh, God. There we go. Like he has one. the most epic frown that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it's cartoonish. It is. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. So... 
We're gonna. Speaking of frowns, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. That's just. There is no segue. There is no segue really for no this, segue. and that's the best I've got. Speaking of frowns, just make it. So- yeah. Um. So it's oh. been about two weeks since we recorded, and in that time, um, everybody obviously knows uh, we lost Robin Williams, um, which was kind of, kind of insane to think about. Um. I really kind of don't even know what to say. I mean, like, I know it kind of hit me kind of like a ton of bricks. I don't, I don't know about anybody else. It it really, it got to me um, because I saw the news and didn't believe it at first because I wasn't really reading a reputable source. And mm-hmm. I looked it up, too. Just, wait, I dismissed wait, it. What was your source? I was reading 4chan. <laughs> so, so, yes. That... <laughs> Not necessarily a reputable source. So I dismissed it as, you know, no, no, this is just some, you know, 4chan. I should win the pun contest just based on the fact that he reads 4chan. <laughs> um, but, but then, you know, so I, well, I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I let it go for a half hour. And then I was like, oh, let me check, you know, I go, my reliable source of news, BBC News. And it was like, Robin Williams found dead. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I just, it dropped, like, just everything the, the the life kind of fell out of him for a minute thinking this can't happen it's things are getting getting a lot less less funny here yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of been a weird year i mean we've had a lot of a lot of big hollywood deaths i mean like um you think about especially from our childhood you had um uh, eddie valiant um uh, bob hoskins um uh, passed away uh, then you had harold Ramis, which was a huge impact for a lot of our generation's humor. It was in that tail end of the seventies that our parents laughed about, and we didn't quite get when we were kids, and we went back and watched it. And we're like, oh, holy shit! <laughs> Especially just it's like, as well, it's like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That was a huge part of it. Uh, the dude wrote Caddyshack for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, Animal House, all the stuff. I mean, really, just huge genius. I and mean, it's like you watch that, and like you just your brain click. And you're like, who's next? Like it's it's coming soon. It's gonna be somebody gigantic, and it was. Um, no, then it was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have that, and then, like I said, it, it, it's been a crazy year for this. It's been a really crazy year. Um, but, I mean, like, did anybody do anything? Like, did, what was the first things that went through, like, people's brains when they heard that? Like, aside from just the general quick shock? I was with Bill. I actually didn't know if it was real or not, because there are so many internet hoaxes with that stuff nowadays that it's kind of like you have to verify before you actually... Yeah, I, I caught it on Facebook. Yeah. And, um... Immediately went, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And look, and then did a search, and CNN was the top one that came up of. Uh, Lights flickering. It's a ghost. Or or bad electricity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or, or bad wiring. I mean. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, the first one that came up was CNN. Robert Williams found dead, and I went, oh. Shit, yeah. yeah. And my wife uh, wasn't feeling well that day, so she was asleep on the couch, and I'm looking over at the couch going, well, I gotta wake my wife now. Yeah. Yeah. I walked over, I woke her, and I guess I'm, like, I was saddened by his loss, mainly because, you know, we're never gonna get his brand of comedy or drama mm-hmm. again. Right. Um, But I wasn't... Like, looking at Facebook in the days to follow, I wasn't, like, devastated like some yeah. of the other people. And I it, was nothing against, it was nothing against him. He was a great man. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of great things. But, you know, it was outside of his work. I didn't know anything about him. him right. Yeah. So, for me, it wasn't, 
you know, apparently for a lot of people, it was like their favorite uncle died. For me, it was like that friend of my father's who I haven't seen in 10 years passed away. Same here. I mean, for me, it was a little different. Yeah. Um, and, like, I do understand that. And, like, I didn't quite understand why I was taking it so hard. But, I mean, like, I had a messed up upbringing, like, for, like, in my, like, early teen years. Like, yeah. things started falling apart. But, like... That was, like, a good anchor point for me remembering some of my favorite moments with my family is watching a lot of his films and connecting with them on, like, really happy moments. Yeah. So, it just kind of mentally, mentally brought me back to a lot of that stuff. And it was like, wow, holy shit. Like, it, it was that anchor of my life for a while that was kind of keeping me sane. It was like, I can always go back and think about the good times and think mm-hmm. about those things. And those are the moments, some of the times that come to mind. Like, yeah. going to the theater with your entire family. And I don't think I've done that in at least 20-some years. I, and seeing something like Hook, you know? I saw Aladdin. When Aladdin came out, my my parents were divorced, and through a series of mishaps, in about two weeks, I saw Aladdin eight goddamn times. <laughs> it's a great movie, but but one night I came home from my dad's after just seeing Aladdin. My mom looks at me and goes, "Keep your shoes on. We're gonna go see Aladdin." And I'm looking at her, going. I'm not young, old enough to stay home by myself yet. <laughs> so I went to, by the seventh or eighth time viewing it, I was able to do it. <laughs> Start to finish every line. Oh, see, I think this is where a little bit of, like, my youth, because, like, I grew up with Aladdin, I guess, but I hadn't seen Hook until, like, recently, because I'm younger. So, I mean, for me, like, Robin Williams, I saw his movies growing up, but not... As, like, a childhood nostalgic point. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I saw later on. The only one that I saw was Aladdin. But, yeah. I'm a cold, heartless bastard, because <laughs> I saw that on... I think I first saw it on Facebook after getting home from school or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm gonna... I guess the jerk and it's off the table. <laughs> So, uh, I guess I'm, well, shucks, I'm not going to be able to get hard for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I guess I'll go play play League of Legends or something. <laughs> but I think that's also because, like, different shit affects people differently. Differently, you know yeah. I mean? Because like, it, was, it was never... I never had that moment with, like, Robin Williams as, like, an actor or a comedian. Yeah, I totally get that. I do totally, totally get that. Because I didn't really, like... Well, I didn't go to see any of his movies in theater. I, like, because the, you wanted to see a Robin, yeah, Robin yeah. Williams in movies or something. Yeah, like, like I like I I watched Mrs. Doubtfire and, and Hook and it. and uh, Dead Poet Society. I finally saw that on the plane. Yeah. And uh, more, I, I watched. We Mark apparently and Mindy. just need to tie cat to a chair and marathon some Robin Williams the, these, movies. <laughs> these two need to marathon movies. Yeah, yeah. in general, me and Bill are like. <laughs> but I, I watched. Uh, on the I watched Mark and Mindy. Yeah, back mm-hmm. like back on Nick um, at Night. Yeah, I yeah. used to watch that with my folks all the time. But it just it I never didn't really didn't really hit me. <laughs> yeah, I can say. And Cat succeeded in making us all feel really, really old. Thank you, Cat. I can say the, the why it really kind of kind of hit me was thinking about what I'd seen him in and and where I had seen him at and at what point in my life like. Growing up as a kid, you know, I didn't know anything. I I just wanted, you know, fun and laughs. And I saw movies like Hook and Aladdin, where he was hilarious and funny, and doing different voices and playing different characters and playing funny characters. Um, then I moved on, you know, getting a little bit older. Yeah, movies like Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji was still a little bit funny, but there was also a little bit of real life, you know, thrown in there. 
Um, as I got older, moving on to more serious stuff, like Good Morning Vietnam, mm-hmm. The Birdcage, even though it was a comedy, it still dealt with real, you know, mm-hmm. serious issues, yeah. especially for the time it was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he recently, his stand-up specials, which really kind of, there's a, there's a raunchy blend of comedy that you look at these actors and comedians that you grew up with as kids and say, well, wait a minute, I didn't, I had no idea they were going to do things <laughs> like that. I mean, and for us too, it's like, every, well, our generation doesn't really remember, but that's where everybody knew him was mm-hmm. his, right. that, and then he turned into the family film person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What re- And this is going to sound horrible, but what really sucks in my mind is that his last movie is going to be Night at the Museum 3. <laughs> and I want to, and it's like, Man, really? Still need to see those. Um, no, so you don't. I didn't need to okay. catch up. I mean, it, it's it, the you know the. I think what really touched me was just the range of his acting skills, mm-hmm. where he could do crazy stuff like Night at the Museum and Night at the Museum Three, which unfortunately is probably stretching the series a little bit too far. Oh my god! Yeah, but then Night he, at the Museum was stretching <laughs> the series a little bit too far. <laughs> I know. But, oh you know, God. things like Dead Boat Society, which I haven't seen yet. But Oof. other things I could talk about, like you World's were... Greatest Dad, you which... Didn't... Oh, my God. That was, that was really so... good. Was and... it? Especially because right after it happened, people were posting clips of him from Dead Poet Society, where he does the whole seize the day, and the kids are standing up and doing, oh, Captain, my captain. Mm-hmm. And then somebody posts a clip from World's Greatest Dad, where he's like, you know, something about, you know... Suicide is only a temporary solution. Yeah, was that was that entire movie um, was. Yeah, so on the note of like, so when we like you know heard about it and everything, like oh we should watch a Robin Williams movie, and we were looking to see what we had, and I didn't, I've never seen the movie What Dreams May Come, and I was like, well, what about that? And Rob's like, are you oh, serious? No. And she's like, what's it about? I was like, he dies, <laughs> and he's going to save his wife who committed suicide from hell, and I'm like. <laughs> It's a no, great, I will say, beautiful, yeah. touching movie, and it's like one of his best films I think he's ever done. <laughs> Actually, I th- and this is going to sound sappy, but I think his, I guess the truest comedy, not, not the comedy drama that you could watch with him is Patch Adams. I think that's yeah. He's got all. He's funny. He's dramatic. He's so there's a great range of character, and it's based loosely on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always loved that movie. So you were never forced to watch Dead Poet Society at Shanahan? Never, no, never. I know. I never. That unfortunately, yeah. never seen it. And right now, it's not that, on Netflix. There's a ton of shit. I know it, that, that is not on Netflix, not, and I'm pissed sad. about that. They need to just sad. they need to get it on there and be like, here's a whole bunch of here's the whole You're collection watching. of yeah. Robin's prob- movies for like a month. They're probably all they're probably getting on it. Mm-hmm. I would it's Netflix. So. They're slow about it. That's, I finally saw it on the trip the because they had it on the airplane. So yeah. I was like, "Well, I've been meaning to watch this. Let's put it that, on." Like that was Dead Poet Society was pretty much re- requisite watching for every English class. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's that. I mean, it's like here. Goodwill like Hunting. English. Goodwill Hunting was another good film uh, it, for him as well. He, he won an award for that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Awakenings was another great one with him and De Niro. Uh, but Cre- there, creepy as hell. If you want to watch. Uh, um, Crap, the one where he's That's it. One hour photo. photo. Insomnia. Yeah. Actually, but there's one of my favorite movies we haven't even said yet from him. Death to Smoochie. Yeah. yeah. That one was One of the great. best dark comedies ever made, hands down. And, and he just fucking steals the show in that. Start to finish. And actually, if you want to watch something with him that's 
good and dramatic. This is going to sound stupid, but he did an episode of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, I heard about he did that. One episode, he was fantastic. <laughs> he like I don't watch SVU often. Yeah, but like I saw it was Robin Williams. I went, oh, Robin Williams is the killer. Oh my god! Because gosh. You, well, no, you can always tell who the killer is because he's the famous guy who they didn't kill off in the beginning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Amy of Chris. Like uh, you, you hear about that all the time. Like actors, but they don't have anything to do with like, let's go and do a Law and Order episode. Come on! <laughs> For some odd reason, they all have like this sick addiction to yeah. New Law and Order. Though, yeah. so actually, um, going back to Bill's new addiction, um, new old or. New, no, new, new old. old yeah, new yeah. old addiction. Wow, we'll be honoring Robin Williams, and apparently it will be in the form of a gene. Uh, three skins. They're doing three. They're doing yeah. a villager named Robin. Um, and it looks like Robin Williams. Yeah. They're doing, yeah, they're doing a, a the gene, uh, that is named Robin Williams as That's a genie. Well, I doing, think they're just calling him Robin. Robin, Robin. Time, yeah. And then there's another, there's another character. I bl- from what I understand, it's going to be a trolled male dressed up as a woman. Yes, I think that's what. Yeah, it is. that's cute. Um, that's very cute. Yeah, I forget the character's name. Yeah, um, and actually, there was a petition I actually recently signed to. Um, um, Zelda. And that's it's the Zelda one that somebody uh, put up. That's on change.org, mm-hmm. and it's basically um, to have a villager from uh, one of the Zelda games um, named after him. Just an NPC character, uh, yeah. just because obviously yeah. his love for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nintendo awesome. made a comment said, you know, they, they're listening to the fan outcry about this already, that they just would like to do it. He was a spokesman for them, for fuck's sake, for yeah. that series. I mean, he named his daughter Zelda Williams for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it would be really cool to see them just honor that. I know, Tim, before we move on to the next thing, I know you wanted to wrap something. You had said something about this earlier, um, about specifly... Uh, uh, resulting around Robin Williams' death, um, which everybody. Knows. Oh yeah, the um, the depre- uh, he committed suicide because of his battle with depression, mm-hmm. and it it pisses me off that it takes like a, an event like this, like it takes a celebrity death mm-hmm. for like, it, and it doesn't for even have awareness. to do to, for the, for the awareness to come about for depression. It doesn't even have to be just depression. It's any anything that gets pushed to the sidelines, where it's yeah. it's um it's a it's a disease, but it's seen more of a social disease. Like you look at um um uh like with depression, or I'm trying to think of something else where it takes like it actually like takes a like a worldwide celebrity to to su- to die mm-hmm. for it to be for the awareness to be there. Well, it's because people don't really have a sense of empathy anymore. I mean, it's very dulled, and people aren't... That, that's not true. It's not true completely, but I mean... There individuals are, have a great sense sen- of empathy. No, but I think individuals we really, can. as a society, have backed away from helping each other out with things, and really, you know, registering when have... people are in pain, or things like yeah. that. People don't notice mm-hmm. or care anymore. We well Sometimes, we also but... do all have our own shit to deal with. Yeah, that's fair. And it's gotten to the point where um, I believe that it's kind of uh, socially we we have our own our own shit to deal with, but we I can't I don't even know how to how the fuck to phrase this. But um, <laughs> I'm not drunk enough for it. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's like look. It's kind of looked down upon to take uh, somebody else's, um, or it's it, it's elevated. So you where 
you you should feel like shit for not like caring about that person's problem when you're suffering from your own shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's so it's I feel I'm very conflicted about like the whole the society as a whole, and mm-hmm. I don't even know how to express it. Yeah. It's the ALS challenge. Everybody's yeah. uh, and speaking of which, two of you owe me buckets of water. <laughs> um, it's. This is raising awareness for ALS, but in the meantime, other charities who that money might be going to isn't getting that money. Yeah, like... And while it's a great cause, I'm not arguing that, there's only so much pie to go... The the way it was explained to me is there's only so much pie to go around. ALS is now taking a bigger piece of the pie, Mm -hmm. which they deserve. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other charities that are just as deserving are taking a smaller piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the the problem with with the ALS challenge going on and taking such a large piece of the pie at ALS falls into the um, neuro, uh, neuro disease, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the neurodegradation diseases. Like you have ALS, you have um, dementia, you have um, Alt- uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, mm-hmm. Parkinson's disease. All these neuro- yeah. neural neural uh, degradation diseases. That yeah. should all fall under the same slice of pie, but it's just ALS getting now all this money. Now it's just ALS, that's right. fair. And so the other ones are kind of getting... Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you point out that, well, there are other charities that are deserving of this money, people tend to look at you and go, but ALS needs the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying ALS doesn't need the money. What I'm saying is everybody, everybody needs, needs the money. money. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the that's the thing that's really rough about all this stuff. Was like, you know, you think about like the aspects of depression and stuff. Like, obviously, if you have depression, it, which is also a neurological, yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. Is like, you know, it's this as much as it does. I, I understand how it, it does suck that something like this is what gets people to talk about it. But at least, but at least people are finally fucking it. talking about yeah. it at least a little <laughs> bit more. I mean, it, it sucks that it does take us something like a celebrity death, somebody that yeah. most of us never met in our lives. Because Never been in the same of, room of. Yeah. But it, at least, if it helps some, at least one person out there that's on, on, on the stool, with one foot on the stool, say, I'm going to maybe call a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean. Really, it's good to just have that awareness out for other people who don't suffer from depression, how to deal with people mm-hmm. who suffer from depression, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I've seen, like, grievous, like, you know, misdealings with that kind of stuff, where people are just like, oh, you're fine, or like, whatever. Why don't you and just go outside? There's a lot of really dismissive behavior around that. And it's... There's a lot of dismissive behavior around a lot of diseases. I have, yeah. And not just mental diseases. Like, I have asthma, and one gym teacher told me, well, if you just exercise more, it'll go away. Just run it off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was his statement. My and he's like, I have one lung and it doesn't work that well. Yeah. Please don't <laughs> do that to me. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure. But, I'm entirely sure I'm not, you know how this works. I'm but not it, diminishing that, um, you know, me- mental diseases get the short shrift sometimes. But physical do too. But yeah. physicals do yeah. as well, especially if they're not visible. My sister has fibromyalgia, which hasn't even been classified as mm-hmm. a crippling disease yet. And she has trouble walking mm-hmm. because she has too much pain in her joints. But because yeah. nobody can see it, they dismiss it. Yeah. My brother they dismiss is blind it. too, yeah. and he's like, con- the doctors were constantly like, "Oh, I think you're faking that pain." Like, dude, he's hunched over, like, you know. And we're now trailing into darker. Yes, <laughs> I think, I think, very, very I think I'm gonna try to pull us out of this. <laughs> um, I just want to oh. say one last thing. Uh, yep. Like along the lines of charities and whatnot, I'm actually doing a charity walk in Philadelphia. In October, 
Uh, I posted about it on on our Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the move on uh, walk for walk to stamp out Parkinson's. Yep. Awesome. And then uh, in October as well. Uh, October October seventeenth. Seventeenth, yes. we've got Extra Life, which is uh, for uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, the, the the big good point is, though, and like I said, we'll make sure we put all this information, too, on our social media and the website as well. So you'll Join definitely be seeing that. Life. Do yeah. that. Help support the Parkinson's Walk as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always, there's MS Walks uh, and stuff like that, and like and tons of amazing charities out there. There are people outside of just ALS that mm-hmm. do need yeah, support. Like, every, every um, disease, like, charity need, desperately needs the money because most of where their money comes from are charities. Mm-hmm. Is char- through charitable effort. Which is yeah. why when I did the Xbox Challenge, I said just donate to your favorite. It doesn't necessarily have that to be That makes sense. Less. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, most definitely. But you, you so get... you may not get a bucket of water, but you'll, you'll at least see money going to a charity. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I want the bucket of water. I called you guys up for a bucket of water. If I gotta get wet, you gotta get wet. <laughs> well, a good. There is again no good way to link out of this discussion. So <laughs> just we're just going to go through the hard, the hard, uh, hard movement. So <laughs> he's going to go through a hard, hard, hard movement. <laughs> and after yeah, travel, it's always that kind of oh, feels like it happens too. Man, so really? just gonna, yeah, no. just go eat some taco hell. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so he's we want to actually kind of discuss uh, a little idea of going from one heavy topic to another. Um, so our video game or, uh, and and just. Pen and paper RPG. So you have the ability to flex your imagination like crazy. Oh, um, it's both? Oh, cool. Well, I mean, it's RPGs are RPGs. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. So the question that we had to pose to each other is, does creating a character in RPG help with gender equality? And well, I, mean, I'm, I was the one who po- uh, posed this topic to bring up yeah. tonight, and I was thinking more along the lines, not, not pen and paper, not like from scratch build a character. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. like... In video games, building a okay, more building so more so than that. You have, um, you are, you have a set list of things to build from, mm-hmm. and um, and you can you can see visually, not with like a pen and paper where you can't see it visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always pose the the topic: does the uh, would the uh, does the create a character in an RPG or a fighting game or what have you? Just a character creator, the character creator games in general. Do they help promote gender equality. Um, well, I will say, actually, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but more women play games with the create a character function because there can be a woman main character. Because yeah. you can play through as a girl. So if you notice, like, a huge influx, going back to WoW, for <laughs> but a huge influx of female gaming came in with WoW because it was a huge MMO that girls could make a main character on that because it until then it's like everyone goes to oh you know you can play a female main character play beyond good and evil yeah okay when you have like three examples of like a main female character and a lot of times you want to go through and play a character that like reminds you of yourself or like you know that you can put yourself into well i mean i can't really put myself into a dude yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have the, I don't, they can put themselves into me, but I don't have the equipment. You, no, you just. You just <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I could. For uh, our uh, viewers, uh, I, the viewers yeah. I, I, I really don't want to be fisted. I'm just going to just put that out there. <laughs> I, I think there needs to kind of be maybe a, a definition of terms here because I think it may help with gender inclusion. Like okay. you say, more females, more women are playing games. Yeah. 
because of the create a character function, but not necessarily being treated as equal because like in yeah, World of true. Warcraft, you saw a prevalence of it. You know, a female character walks up and you have everybody coming over saying, oh, can I help you? Oh, can I give you gold? Blah, 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 blah. Because there's a whole bunch of guys out there that are like, oh, there's a, there's a girl playing games. I, yeah, I need to get on that. It's a female on the internet. I know. <laughs> we, they don't exist on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, and going off of what Bill was saying, if you if you look at it this way, it's I, I guess it's more inclusion because like okay, let's take Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect, you could create a female Shepherd. Sure. Now go on to the you know any advertisements. Was there any mention of a female Shepherd? No, they were all male yeah. Shepherds. Yeah. All okay. of the promotional material is male. All of the you know. That's because they're they're trying to stick with the the same character from one and one well, and, no, from, no. and from Mass Effect One. It was always about that. It was like they were going. They were. It's it's a hardcore sci-fi space marine, hmm. and they were going yeah, with that that general that general like the the hard guy with the 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 but look buzz at wow. cut. Yeah. The big commercials for WoW were all male celebrities. Yeah, it's yeah. it. You still okay. see it a lot. Okay. It's a shame and because Femme is more popular anyway. But then on the Oddly other enough, no, it's just really? with our no. group of people. Oh, I guess with our group of friends because we're all okay. Like, actually, out of curiosity, you here play play um, Mass Effect. Okay, not four. I. Four out of the five of us. Who here played as Femship? Three out of the four. <laughs> okay, on, I'll be honest. I didn't finish Mass Effect three. Okay. That's fair. Fair enough. <laughs> To um, be honest, neither did I. I just I got sucked into the online and spent three hundred fifty hours in the <laughs> online. Um, but it's, I mean, even going to you know the people who did play as Femshep or uh, in Dragon Age, a female hero there. Yeah. Um, the we all have a friend who said, you know, if I'm going to look at the back of somebody's ass for three hours a night. It's going to be a female ass. It's not going to be a male he's been, ass. He's been on the other podcast. We can talk about him. <laughs> oh, Nader? Yeah, Nader. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, but he also pretended to be a female in WoW. Well, yes, because, again, people gave you money and gold. <laughs> well, no, I think he also pretended to be female for other reasons than that, because he, like, actually, like, wanted to role play as a female. Well, and there's something... In, there's nothing wrong with that. We may it's want to consider know. cutting this section down. <laughs> That's fair. But like, what my thing is like, uh, like with character creation, I look at things yeah. like um, uh, Soul Calibur with the when they start in three with the build a character for your for your online matches. Yeah, you can take a, a preset move uh, move set. list, yeah. and you can go male or female. And you'll have a character model, and you just you build a character. You build, put clothes on, you just build a character. Yeah. You'll have fun. And one of the things we did, we'd, we'd just sit there for a night and just build characters. Yeah. And the amount of options that you had with a female character, to create a female character, far outclassed what you had to build a male character. You had more clothing options, more expression options, mm-hmm. more face options, more weapon options. You just you just had more to and, work with. And uh, like you'll see that pretty much in any game like look at Skyrim like you make a character in a game like Skyrim or, or pretty much any RPG and you pick the male option, okay? You've got 10 hairstyles. You've got bald um like the friar tuck kind of bald, a buzz cut, 
like a flat top, parted hair, or a ponytail. And that's pretty much about it. Or cornrows, because they have to make sure that they touch <laughs> upon everything. Or, or an afro. Because that's all they can come up with when they come up with male hairstyles. It's fucking yeah. retarded. But you, you know, then you go, like, okay, now I have stubble. And maybe three, three beard options, even though about 4,000 different types of beards exist. Go to the female side of it. You're like, okay, I'm going to make the face look more expressive because I'm going to change the shading on the eyes. Or around the cheeks. I have 45 selections for hair choices. Then you get to the guy's clothing. Here's your pants, here's your shirts, here's your boots. But here's the problem. That's not actually helping gender equality. I think yeah. that's stereotyping oh. women it, even further by saying, is. hey, no, they like to accessorize. It's, no, it's, it's, it's then stereotyping guys. It's going well, in the opposite direction. It's, it's doing both. It's well, no, well, I'm a guy, and I, I like to accessorize... With with character it doesn't have it doesn't have to be male or female. I'm a girl and I don't give a fuck. I like <laughs> I like to like I like to build a character. I like to build my character. Yeah, you and Rob can do that. That's so boring. I like to skip through, man. <laughs> I like to spend yeah. I like to spend more time playing the game. Yeah, me too. Than making my character. Honestly, the, the thing is, that they're, the whole- they're stereotyping both men and women. Yeah. Like it's. it's but I don't think they're they're favoring one over the other. Well, no, they, they're favoring one over the other, but not really favoring one over the other. Well, no, it's... Not, yeah. They're not... They're, no, I understand what he's saying. He's yeah, yeah. Favoring, they're kind of favoring the female by giving her a lot of options, but at the same time, they're stereotyping the female by giving her a lot of Basically. options. Exactly. But they're not favoring the male because he's got limited options, but they're stereotyping the male because yeah. they're not giving him a lot of options. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's Yeah, they're not doing... It's nice that there's the ability to choose and create something, but like I know there's like Korean like MMOs out there where like Black Desert, yeah, yeah. Black Desert. You can create fucking anything you, you want can... on both male and female sides. Awesome. They they you they understand that be expressive, like be be allowed to create the icon that you want to create. But that's because you know Japan sp- shared the special crack with Korea years ago. <laughs> no, we developed our own kind of special. What's black? No, they stole. They stole our crack. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what Japan does. They steal other people's crack. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I look at it and go: the only real way you're going to start having gender equality. And even racial equality in video games is if you stop making video games with white males as the lead protagonist. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Which will happen when I'm 50, by the way, because that's when the current <laughs> crop of idiotic CEOs will die. <laughs> the one True. game that I want to point out that breaks all, like pretty much every one of the stereotypes was uh, Saints Row the Third. Really? I've never played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's Crackdown. <laughs> but it's um, it's crack. It yeah, has, she doesn't know crackdown, so you oh, may have to explain yeah. it really quickly. It's like GTA, but crackdown. silly. Okay, but just just silly. Yeah, and you don't have, and it, it, you have the, your character options. You 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 build your character. I started with I started with three or the third. Yeah, and you can just you just build whatever you want. You want to build a skinny like little white white dude. You can. You want to build a 300-pound black chick? Sassy black chick? You can. You can build whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and go awesome. around, and there's, like, no distinction of... You're, you're, you're the boss. You're the boss of the Third uh, third Street Saints. And you're not regarded in any other different way, no matter what you pick. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, it'd be great to see that spread. Yeah, and like I said, I will say this, too, with this kind of topic. Um... 
especially with a lot of those games, I really do like the abilities, especially, like, I really commend Bioware, and I know, like, between um, both the podcasts, we've talked Bioware at great lengths many, many, many times. Um, but there's a good reason for it. Like, I really did think what they did with Femshep was really kind of something special, because it wasn't, here's a sci-fi armor set, and her midriff is showing. It was like, no, she's no. a marine. Yeah. Yeah. She's decked out the same way the it male shepherd awesome. is, too. And she was a badass. And, like, then they put an amazing voice actress behind you. They put Jennifer Hale behind her, and was more emotive and expressive than the male chef. Which is like, why? That's the main reason. Jennifer Hale is the main reason why I like Femme Chef yeah, more than male just, chef. She's just she better. So she made it special. And, and it's, the dude, and it's why I think a lot, like, there's a lot of guys out there that do play female characters just because I'm so sick and tired of playing the shaved, buzz cut military man in every fucking video game. It's every game. It's. Just maybe change the haircut to a crew cut, and that's the best they've ever given us, really. Mm -hmm. Like, the last thing, game I can think of with a black main character was, like, what, like, Prototype 2? And, like, <laughs> War, like Starhawk. And people flipped out that it was a black male as the lead and didn't or, buy the game. Or a Fight Night game. Yeah. A boxing game. <laughs> which is, which is oh, the problem, yeah. though, that you're starting to get into is, yeah, they'll, pu they'll start putting, you know, everybody screens for gender and racial inequality... But yeah. then when the game comes out that says, hey, here's the woman as the main character, nobody buys it. Oh, oh, I well, got one on that. Except for Laura Croft. Laura Croft, right, uh, Tomb Raider. <laughs> Which just caused a huge stir last week. Really? Yeah. How so? Um, Gamescom uh, in Germany. Yeah. Um, Microsoft bought the exclusive rights to the sequel. It's a, it's new a Tomb Raider. timed exclusive. It is a timed exclusive. But basically came out and said, hey, this is going to come exclusive to Xbox One in the 2015 holiday season. And okay. we'll go up against Uncharted 4. Tomb Raider has been an iconic brand for every platform, so yeah. people flip shit when they said it's only going one place. And before that news came out that it was going to be timed, it's a loved character. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like everybody but the expects problem to be able to they play. Got, they got better with with the revamp. They made yes. it, they didn't make this huge you know huge breasted woman that was like sassy. They made her a real human being. Yeah, they made her a real human being, and she actually has clothes that you would like go adventuring <laughs> in. She wears, like, appropriate clothing. She wears a parka awesome. and cargo pants and, like, yeah. military fatigues. And, and it's, like... And, like, she has, like, actual, like, combat... Like, hiking and combat boots. Fantastic. And, like... And she just... She gets the tar beaten out of her the entire game. And, like, and yeah. the second game, why everybody was so excited was it was breaking other barriers in video games. Uh, they were starting off the whole premise of that game is PTSD based off of what happened to her in the first... Oh, uh, yeah. the that, that's, that's that was really the trailer. Good. That was the trailer we watched at E3 was... Her uh, in therapy okay. for PTSD. Because the first, the reboot dealt with her and ha showed her having a breakdown after killing somebody for the first time. Good. And granted, the rest yeah, of the game was all about her killing a thousand people. Yeah. yeah. But they still but, addressed it and the fact that they were going to address it in the follow up. I was like, no, that's a good This thing. is a great movement. There was a good female writer behind this that was bringing that to the, this. Awesome. And as much as I love Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series, it's a pulp style Indiana Jones thing. We're not going to get those kind awesome. of barrier shifts. And to limit that experience, even if it's for six months, you're still limiting that experience that's helping moving gaming forward. Yeah. Especially when you're moving it to a platform that is, when, when Squeenix was, was bitching about 3.4 3. million units in sales across all platforms. Now they're, now they're exclusively on Xbone. And <laughs> how, how many units are out there for Xbone? Not a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then 
Well, You're limiting it. The big thing is, now. Microsoft ponied up a probably development money, aka the, the marketing costs, which is a huge chunk of budget for probably Square and Crystal Dynamics. So they're like, sure, gladly. And if that means we can so, keep it there for a little bit, we'll keep it there for a little bit. And granted, yeah, it's going to go other places, but... Yeah, it'll come not, in the next year. They'll come out with Tomb Raider, the def, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the Definitive Edition. And it'll be on PlayStation Three. Now they only did the they only did the Definite Edition to upgrade to Definitive. Definitive. Well, no, I'm just to, to I'm making up a title. Yeah, the, yeah. No, most likely it'll be the Game of the Year Edition or the Definitive yeah. Edition when PS4 users get to see it. But yeah. that's the downside. Though, it's like you have a character that has been one of the female staples for a very long period of time, and then you made her more realistic. Where she was relatable, especially to because in the last like 15, 20 years, there's been more female gamers coming out and saying, We're gamers too. We yeah. get a say. We have an opinion. And you're taking a character that could be a strong, iconic character for a female, uh, for a new female generation of gamers. And you're limiting her ability to be in the hands of other players. The problem is if you take out Laura Croft from the equation, Anybody name another game that has... We don't have many. Like, I was going to actually... Have John Good and Evil, that's... Yeah. And how long yeah. ago did that come Forever. out? That was like 15 years ago. Because I was Jane. Everyone right. and everyone uses it. Oh, well, there are, you know, female dudes. There, like, there are few... Samus. Yeah. Starcraft. Who hadn't... What? Starcraft. Starcraft. Oh. Kerrigan, yeah. yeah. Blizzard, get off your ass and make fucking Ghost. They will never make it. No, they're never going to make it. They're never going to make it, but you fucking need to make it. Especially because hot sucks. <laughs> See, for me, when I think of Mass Effect, though, because they give you that option, I can think I think of Fem Shep as my main character. I don't think of Male Shep, even though that's the one I would try. I think of the one I'd play. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, like, when I when I think of, of Shepard, I think of the red-headed the gruff, Fem oh Shep, gosh, so Fem cool. Shep on, on the yes. back of the, 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 the other flip side of the tin. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. But that's the problem. The thing is, most people didn't play it like that. I know. So sadly, sadly, I think the statistics that Bioware stated was something like 73% of the populace in their Mass Effect story played male. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. It's not, it, it's not as big. Hell. Jennifer Hale's the shit. And, but the, <laughs> the, the problem is, and you know, people don't spend the money on the game. Mm-hmm. And it's because when I was last time we talked about, you know, comic books like that. If you don't spend the money, you don't get yet. You're not gonna get the product. I thought of another one, Bayonetta. Oh yeah, Strong. which was so me. big. It, which was so big, it went on to an exclusive with Wii U, and nobody no. cared. I do. That's why I, <laughs> I kind of bought so a Wii U. <laughs> I was so pissed, especially when you're... you were the only two people who I've ever heard regret that it went exclusive on Wii U. <laughs> I, I hate that it went exclusive on Wii U. I was excited about when I heard the. The, right, the mutterings about a second one. Yes. I was so excited because it was it was a God of War. It was, it was a Devil May Cry with with a a, a strong female lead. The hair monster doodle. Well, she hair punched people with a hair fist. Hair. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was such a wonderful idea. It was so weird and, and like one of her one of her main attacks like strip her down to nothing. Well, no, her her whole her whole outfit is her hair. Right. But didn't one of her attacks strip the hair <laughs> off of her? Well, most of them would strip the hair off to do the attack and then just come back on. Oh, well, yeah. Or, so, like, it, or like the hair would just... All, that was all her hair would just go out. Yes, the game, I will say, is very cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. But I will say this. It is funny. It's entertaining. It's touching. And it actually is a really good story about it. Touching and a slap. Especially when there's that point in the story... See, there's, she gets there's, there's the point in the game. Oh. 
No, no, no. It's okay, Bill. We absolutely love your puns. I've been waiting for I've been waiting for the, the chime in. Like, cause there's there's the point where um you run into the the little girl in in the story, and who the little girl thinks that Bayonetta's her mom, and Bayonetta still has like that that the motherly attachment because she she was a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I, wait, but the girl really isn't. It, it really isn't. Yeah. Well, that's a hairy situation. There you go! I was pressed to perform, (laughs) and I delivered. You delivered. (laughs) It was was like that, that it It really brought a humanizing point to Bayonetta, because otherwise she just would have been this this kill monster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was fun. Like, it was, it was cool, like... Even the series villain, it's it was another female that was running like a really twisted organization, and this, and it was cool to see. Not like every other game where it's just kind of like, you know, usually when you see it, it's the female's a supporting character or like the sidekick to the villain. I'm like, cool, female hero, female villain, something different. Mm-hmm. It's nice to mm-hmm. see a change. Like I said, while it may be cheesecakey, I'm happy at least so at least somebody's making something. It's like you. you you I just, know. You just hope that games like Beyond Good and Evil 2 eventually come around, where you get to see Jade again. Or, but like, just make... or just create something else. Like, they just uh, announced, um, I think it's like Demon Blade or something like that. The guys that made uh, Heavenly Sword um, mm-hmm. are doing another uh, main female character in their next game, and it looks really impressive. And like I said, I'd like to see this keep moving forward. Or Dragon Age. And Dragon Age, and we all know. And actually, the, the cool thing is, too, it's going back to Bioware again. Um, uh, yeah. uh, they said the most popular demanded character to play as in that game, 100%, right now has been the female Kanari. That's awesome. Well, actually, um, I noticed something, too, was um, a lot of people... Um, I actually talked to, like, some people um, where, like, they liked being able to play, like, a dwarf. Because mm-hmm. they weren't, like, tall and skinny or whatever. And it represented, like, different... You get a variation. People want the variation because they don't associate with, like... Tall and skinny with gigantic boobs, you yeah. know? And, like, with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, you had both both bad stereotypes. You had, really? Like, you, you had both sides of the coin play. where you had you had the variety. You had the wild variety. You had these, like, ten-foot-tall, like, Goliath Goliath people. Yeah, yeah. Your, ta- your traditional your, tanks. Your, your traditional tanks. And, like, I played a female one because, well, she just looked fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And, um... And then you had like the the little like the little people like the little um like oh, the, the I forget what the fuck they're called but like they're like three feet tall and they're they're, they're your traditional caster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you had the cat people. Yep. Oh, and that's where the game went. In down. the in the <laughs> in the opening cinematic, or not the opening cinematic, but like when you get to your first major town, the major scene, the cinematic scene is. A bunch of cat females in bikinis dancing. Ugh. Thanks, yeah. Squeenix. Thanks. <laughs> right? Come on, Squeenix, get together. That's like the sad part. Is like there's the one side there's Tomb Raider, and on the other side there's still cat Final Fantasy, <laughs> <laughs> which will hopefully hopefully change with 15. Oh, yes. that trailer looks beautiful. Oh, it looks good because it's supposed it's it a won't change. I wish It'll, it would. Supposed to be. It's the Kingdom Hearts team. I have hopes. I have it hopes. won't change. Give just. Hopes in my little soul. Give me what Versus 13 was supposed to be, and just give me that. Give me blood in a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> oh my god. What are you, what are you insane? <laughs> they all sparkle! <laughs> so 
so But no, I mean, like, so ultimately, like I said, it's still kind of that question that's up in the air. It's like, it's, it, 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 they're making some steps, but the steps are still too small. Like, steps. It, it's, and, but you kind of have to take the, the baby true. steps at first. It, it, and, it's, it's, and they're later. doing it, I think they're doing it right at it. the moment. But it definitely start, needs to start taking leaps. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, next Bioshock, if they're going to keep the one character around Elizabeth and everybody likes, make her the character. Make her the yeah. player. Make her the main. She's actually the in the DLC. She's the main... But again, it's the DLC. It's, DLC. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's a two-hour game. The, the, pro, the problem is... Uh, 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 Insomnia? Is that the company that did them? No, uh, it's... Um, two, take Two. No, it's not no. Take Two either. Um, Whatever they are, they closed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that team, so that there's team no does not Bioshock be. games anymore. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, no, it'll still be Bioshock games. Yeah. 2K will make sure there's still Bioshock games. It's just, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not going to be the same creative game. It's mm-hmm. going to be like the people that made Bioshock 2, yeah. which is the sad part. Um, but ultimately, there's still, again, positive motions. Oh. It's just not where it quite needs to be yet. Yeah. But, like, it, it, it's really introducing the whole. Uh, the whole idea that female characters can be the lead and really are, it's starting to push it towards that right. point where yeah. you don't even think about whatever, like, oh, it's a male lead. Okay, mm-hmm. it's cool. Or it's a female lead. Okay, cool, that's yeah. whatever. It cool. needs to be at that point where, like, yeah. people don't even, you know. Like, it's, no, it's not even a thought a anymore. Mm-hmm. No. And the ultimate answer with this, too, is vote with your dollars. If you want to see that stuff, yeah. you have to buy the games or they're mm-hmm. not going to make them. The second thing is, if you have the option and you're a female gamer out there and you want to play those games, and if you're a male gamer and you want to see those options, play those characters. Play those female characters because guess what? Everything's online now. They see the analytics. They know exactly what everybody's playing. The fact that so they can break it down to the play number. Exactly. Every single person. All of my Destiny characters are going to be female. <laughs> That's what mine is too. I played that in the beta. Because and it's it doesn't take the whole stereotype of like oh hey it's 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 space combat but they're going to be like you're just going to have like the, the metal the, the space yeah. bikini no like they're fully <laughs> armored with the, awesome. the you look like, the, you look like Tally cool. yeah it, you kind of look like Tally yeah and Tally's awesome she was the awesome best. I love her so <laughs> I wanted a Tally and Legion romance. <laughs> <laughs> Because I always brought Legion on when I when I went it to hopes. when what no when I went to the fleet when yeah. you go to the fleet to help Tali out on her on oh her my gosh. loyalty quest. Does this unit have a soul? Oh, but I bring Legion on and and it, it was I always thought it was funny. <laughs> well, on that note, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back in a few minutes with the last half of the show. back um and in the break we were having light discussions of just our old internet reading which was a lot of us a ton of uh web comics and uh the thoughts came up of where everybody's favorite web comics actually were where it stemmed from for them did they spawn off into other ones so i'm just gonna kind of open it up um does anybody want to kind of kickstart which where they kind of got addicted to their certain web comics or what they're currently reading i'll start Cool. I started reading webcomics with questionable content, um, which is, if you don't know, it's a slice of life webcomic. Uh, it's a small town up in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Set in the future. <laughs> kind of, I guess. Good. 
shit tons of sci-fi elements that Whoa. pop up every once in a while. <laughs> okay. There are... God, I can't even remember what the official name is, but the little, you know, the little androids. Yeah. The, you know, yeah, android. yep, yep. Uh, so it did originally an- start as... Anthro PCs. Kind of, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the Anthro PCs. But anyways, yeah, so I love questionable content. I picked it up probably um, about... 500 pages, when he was already like 500 pages in. Yeah. Like when his art was good? Yeah. (laughs) And I think I went back and read all the back pages Uh within like the next three hours. So I was just like, nope, need to read this. No one bother me. I'm reading everything that Uh he has ever written. Um, I got hooked in high school. But it's it's fantastic. I think I like little slice like web comic because it's like, well, you know, here's here's people's lives. They're kind of normal, but there's also kind of some weird shit that's thrown in there as well, just to mm-hmm. you know mess with your head. Uh, other than that, I read also read Girls with Slingshots, and um, not familiar with that. that? One. It's also another little kind of slice of life web comic, yeah. based in uh, Shepherdstown, basically Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Which uh, is really cool because it's really close to where I was living in Baltimore, probably only about two hours away. Oh, cool. She came to um, Baltimore Comic Con. Yeah. I got to meet her at Baltimore Comic Con. I got her sign a bunch of things. Got yeah. this Mick Pedro, which is a talking cactus. Aww. <laughs> now, the talking cactus really initially started out as it only talks to you when you're drunk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which awesome. eventually evol- evolved into, well, it just talks all the time. <laughs> Does that just mean everyone's drunk all the time? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but, um, no, she, she's really cool and, and she writes a lot of, lot of good, good story arcs and also deals with a lot of, you know, real life issues. I mean, she also, she's got a wide range of characters That's from your cool. normal, you know, Hazel is the normal American, you know, quote, normal American female, straight, you know, to her best friend, Jamie, who is a lesbian, who's going out with um, Aaron, Aaron, who's completely asexual. So it's, she throws very interesting things in there, um, and it's very funny all the time, so. Thanks. That's awesome. I definitely have to check that one out. I've probably forgotten more webcomics than I've... <laughs> well, we forgot that one, the Tentacle Wave one. Tentacle I cannot wave. remember I can't it. Remember. There was that, there was the weird character Fred, and like, I can't remember it, and I've read so much of it, too, and it's driving me up the wall. I know, it was hilarious. Fred? Fred was one of the characters in that. Yeah, I don't remember. It was like the weird, like, they always referred to it as it, because like, you couldn't tell if it was like, it was that Saturday Night Live thing, like that, like, Pat character, like, you yeah. don't know if it was a male or a female, like, and they never addressed it. Um, <laughs> but I... It was like a, such an odd comic, and it's killing me that I can't remember. I can't remember it either. Because uh, I, I remember going looking for it the other time because I thought of Tentacle Wave again, <laughs> and it's just the one thing that always comes to mind whenever somebody talks about tentacles. It's I just know! Tentacle, tentacle Wave, wave Tentacle <laughs> Wave. All right, well, I guess that wouldn't come out with a good search result. But, <laughs> oddly no. enough, I'm yeah, going to search going. it now because I need to find Save. out what this comic oh, is. Save search off. Don't yeah. be a bitch. <laughs> But um, I think my first my first real web comic that I just stuck with was uh, Mega Tokyo. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about Mega Tokyo. That was back in 
Oh, oh one Dude, everyone at Otakon always had like Mega Tokyo shirts on and shit. It was like because that it was, was the thing. Yeah. It was such an awesome like blend of like the the American and Japanese mm-hmm. like culture. Oh my god, that's awesome! Because the the webcomic revolved around these two guys, um, Piro and God. What the fuck is his other name? The other guy, Largo. Oh yeah, Piro and Largo um, mm-hmm. getting stuck in Japan. And trying to make their way, like, trying to find a life in Japan because they lost their passports and just boarded a fucking flight to Japan. And to get into the country, they had to win a fighting game. <laughs> Wait, was it Gasly? Gasly? Gasly! Yes! Yeah. So, yep, and this yes. is this is the first thing that comes up. is like, this is your brain, this is your brain on Yaoi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep. People's Republic of China. That's <laughs> champ. <laughs> yeah. It was Gasly's Gasly comic, and it was hysterical. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. But from from there, I went from Mega Tokyo. Went to VG Cats. Yeah. Oh, that was yes. still one of the best. Strong bad emails. Homestar Runner. Yeah. Who's coming back? Strong Homestar Runner's coming back. Homestar Runner. Yeah. The question is, will Team Girl Squad come back as well? Team uh, Girl Squad. I'm pretty sure, like the entire entirety of Homestar Runners coming back. Homestar Runners, uh, B mails. That's awesome. Um, from yeah, I went from there, and then uh, there was one that ended that I just I can't remember what the fuck it was. Uh, it, it like. It ended, then started a new series, like a new spin-off series about other characters. I just can't remember what it was. Uh, I read up to that point at the end of the first series, but but it was like a about like a lesbian couple. Hmm. Um, and then Menage Three, Menage Trois. I never read that one. What's that about? Um, it's about this uh, nerd in Montreal mm-hmm. who moves in with. Uh, Two females mm-hmm. who they're just looking for a roommate. Yeah, and put the ad out in the paper like we're looking for a roommate, and it's just this kid Gary. Just through his company, Gary. basically. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> um, one's like a an, a uh, bisexual uh, punk rocker chick, and the other one's like this tall, statuesque blonde. It's a pretty fantastic series, and there, there's it's by um, what the who does it? It's like it's uh, Pixie Tricks Comics. Mm-hmm. It's like this whole conglomerate they do. Oh, cool. Menage Three, Menage Trois, um, Sticky Dilly Buns, which is like a spinoff series of another character in Menage Trois. They oh, do cool. Eerie Cuties, Magic Chi- uh, Magic Chicks. Um, it's a lot of like it's it's a lot of um, shoujo. Style stuff. That's awesome. I would read that. Very cool. Uh, they got yeah. questionable content. Yeah. So good. No, uh, Misfile. It's about um, in in heaven, there's like there's everyone has a file, has mm-hmm. like a legit yeah, like Manila envelope file uh-huh. of their life, and they're separated into male and female. And yeah. An angel messes up and like spills some documents and puts a male ca- character in the female. In the female file, so the gender changes in in the real world. Oh, that's and hilarious! The other fo- folder that gets um, dropped gets filed back two years. Yeah. So the her life reverts two years into the past. Yeah. So it, and it's like the two of them trying to coerce this this um, 
useless angel into getting trying to get him back into heaven to fix the pile. The pile. <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounds, sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah. Sounds very fun. What ones have you read, DJ? Uh well I think I started with Order of the Stick. And uh I'm, Yeah, I'm still with it too. Uh despite the fact that he updates once what? Every six months. It's okay. He's making money off of board games now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're lucky he updates once every six months. I'm like freaking Scott from VG Cats. I know. Oh my god. VG Cats. Uh, it's so but, much. Like, his other one's still going, though, isn't it? I uh, think the Pokemon. Super effective? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But the three I'm going to, that I would say, you know, definitely go read these. One is at nodwick.com. It's N-O-N-W-I-C-K. You told me about that one before. I can't remember what well, that was. Nod- Nodwick was a group of adventurers where their henchman was named Nodwick, and he was the smartest one in the group. Um, but he's got... He doesn't do Nodwick anymore, uh, but he does three other web comics. But the one I want to say you should all go read is uh, it's FFN, Full Frontal Nerdity. <laughs> yeah. And it's about three guy, three guys in a webcam that play D&D and other role-playing games. That's and awesome. it's really, really funny. Okay, I got to oh, check that out. That's um, pretty awesome. He also, also on that same site is uh, PS238, which is about a bunch of... Uh, Kindergarten? Well, it's like eight-year-old superheroes in an elementary school. That's adorable. Interesting. So, uh, and it's hysterical. And it's like, <laughs> and it's not associated with Marvel or DC, but there's like the hybrid characters, basically. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, I remember you, like, you let me a trade now. I went through a little bit of it. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty funny from what I ended up. The, the main character is a kid named Tyler. He is the son of the two greatest superheroes in this universe, and he has no powers. So. They forced him into this school because they figure his powers will activate while he's there. And this makes me want to watch Sky High again. Well, <laughs> what's funny is he actually looked into suing them because his comic came out first. And yeah. it turned out Disney had more lawyers. <laughs> um, gotcha. But the, the fun part with that is he's eventually, tra- unlike Sky High where he eventually gets superpowers... Tyler still does not have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> but he is being trained by Batman. That's awesome. That's so pretty fucking cool. The, the other, uh, the next one I'll say that uh, I really enjoy, probably everybody's heard of, is Least I Can Do. No, yeah. actually, I've never I've heard of that. I... It, 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 it's really good. He does a lot of, like, social commentary sometimes in his stuff. Um, a simple Google search will turn that one up. Uh, but it's really funny, and he updates every day. And his theory is, you guys pay money for us. You will spend money on our crap. Yeah. We will update every day, unless one of us is dead. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's got a great work ethic. For a while there, the only time he didn't update was Sundays. But yeah. now he updates on Sundays, too. Well, that's why but, I appreciate so people have mm-hmm. So people have something to do while they're not at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's, it, but now what he does is his Sundays ones are like Calvin and Hobbes. Nice. All, like there's, it's called Least I Can Do Beginnings, and it's the main character is a little kid. That's awesome. And it's all the weird adventures he goes in on. And those are just one and done things cool. that, that have like little jokes in them. The last one that is absolutely hysterical that I, you all have to go read. Mm-hmm. It's called of Darth and Droids. Yeah. Okay. 
And what it is, it's it, it, it's an alternate reality uh, webcomic where the people in this webcomic have never seen or heard of Star Wars. Okay, and this is the crux of it because the entire thing is a role-playing game to the Star Wars universe. <laughs> oh okay, God. so it starts with Episode One, and it's screen captures of all the the things. But it's so wait, it's screen captures of the movies. It's screen captures of the movies, but they fill in their own dialogue, and their story is actually better <laughs> than the all six Star Wars. Because, like, they, awesome. they explain Jar Jar, okay, in the best way, and, and Jar Jar's world, is the, in the best way possible. The guy, ha- the DM has to, at first he's got two people in. And then his si- his mom tells him that he's got to take his sister with him. So That's his, so like, funny. 12-year-old sister makes up Jar Jar <laughs> and the Gungans. <laughs> This is okay. brilliant. They explain the four... Darth, Darth and droids? Of Darth and droids. I have to okay. read this. Okay. Yeah. And it, 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 they're now into epi- into epi- into the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. So you've got the first three movies, and now the guy's saying, I mean, if they come out, you know, we're, we're not done. If they come out soon enough on DVD, we might do the next three, too. Um, right. That's but, awesome. Like, another great one was, so, okay, everybody knows the scene where they, where, uh, they test for midichlorians. Yeah. Okay. Well, what they say instead is that Qui-Gon and, uh, the guy playing Qui-Gon and the guy playing Obi-Wan explain midichlorians as to how they can do the, do this stuff. Mm. Uh, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So instead of taking the blood from Anakin, and testing for midichlorians, what happens is that Qui-Gon injects his blood into Anakin, giving him midichlorians, which is why he's better at racing. <laughs> he basically drugs up the eight-year-old, so he's better at racing. <laughs> That's The only reason they have lightsabers is because when they made starting characters, they couldn't afford blasters. <laughs> the only thing they could assume- the, the only thing they could afford was this stupid light sword. How the hell does this work? <laughs> and then, and awesome. then the, the starter the, weaponry, that's yeah. fucking amazing. And then the reason they're able to deflect beams is because one of the guys is an engineer and explains how a light sword should be able to deflect laser beams. <laughs> and, and finally the DM gives up and says, roll for it. And he succeeds! <laughs> oh, this sounds fucking brilliant. It is! It's brilliant! They get up to the, the, they get up to the, like, some of the storylines are so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, because at one point, <laughs> at one point, the, the guy playing Qui- so Qui-Gon dies. Okay. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, congratulations! <laughs> um, the, so the guy playing Qui-Gon dies. But the player's still around, so they give him a new character. Hmm. Padme! (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, they've brought in a woman in who's an acting major. Oh, God. (laughs) Please tell me she plays Anakin. She does. Oh, yes! (laughs) And what's hysterical is the reason that they fall... The reason they start going together 
is because they, in real life, they start going out. That's awesome. And oh, the guy who gosh. plays Qui-Gon is, in, is this really... like At one point, he explains something, and everybody at the table goes dead silent. And one of them looks at him and goes, I, I, wait, how the hell did you know that? And he goes, I'm an engineer. Of course I knew that. I come here and be stupid because it's the only place I can come and be stupid. <laughs> That's uh, fucking but awesome. It's, it is. And it's all screen capture, so there's no artwork or anything. Okay, yeah. They okay. can't make any money off of this. Right, yeah. so they can't sell it. It's well, I mean, they can do they do advertising on the site. Right, right, right. Well, you can't, you'll never be yeah, able to buy a trade. You'd never be able to buy a trade or a t-shirt or anything yeah, off of these guys. Website, you yeah. just have to go onto the website. But Sounds fantastic. It updates Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Wednesdays. Awesome. And the one of the funniest things was... For, uh, during April Fool's Week a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. instead of updating of Darth and Droids, when you went to their site, it was of Wizards and Wands, mm. or of this and that. That's and then awesome. they talk about other games that they've played. And uh, and it, like at one point, they described the plot to Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and how stupid it was oh, that they God. played through this freaking game. <laughs> okay? And you be and it's like, I'm guessing none of our major movies happened in this universe because sometimes they drop plots. Yeah, uh, uh, this sounds like the plot, uh, you know, I'm this sounds like that time we did this and then they describe the plot of Aliens. That's oh, awesome. That's fantastic. Now that's a really cool idea. Yeah. yeah. That's do you, really ingenious. Do you know what you've done to me, TJ? I've given you three months worth of reading. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I know what I'm doing I tomorrow. Know. <laughs> but it is well worth it, and it is hysterical. I That's have awesome. to check it out. You guys have fun tomorrow. <laughs> I get work tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh, me I'm, too. I'm going. I'm going I'm back. I'm doing that tonight. I know, right? I got editing to do tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah. I got two podcasts. Um. No, I mean, my big... Web comic was always QC because it, I mean I read VG Cats and stuff, but like QC was the one that updated regularly because they still update regularly, and I really appreciate that. Uh, so I always kept up with that one, and then for fun, I just read Side Eyed and Happiness too because it's always funny. So you get you get you get something almost every you get something almost you get something every weekday from. Um, QC, yeah. Even if even if it's just cursing bird, I know it's great. Yeah, I mean for me, like uh, like I kind of fell off of web comics. I mean, like the the last things I really remember reading. I mean, like I guess you can still consider it like as a constant. Is like I still check the oatmeal like constantly and like look at the little strips. But I mean that's not like an ongoing one. It's more of just just a right humor now. site. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I think the first real no, web- it's a new site. Much like the onion, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think like the first, the first web comic I really I jumped out of me. I remember reading constantly was probably uh like Foamy, like Jermaine and Foamy was a web yeah, comic. Jermaine and Foamy. Yeah. I mean, that was, was a, it really that was a web comic. That yeah. was that's where all that started. Like, oh. I mean, they did like it was they did comic and flash vids. But I mean, there was, I remember the flash vids. But like they did the Foamy's still going too. Yeah, really? Yeah, Jermaine got a whole makeover. Oh, like, yeah. uh, are they still doing his video? Or yeah, still doing his video. Uh, I mean, I guess it's more video format than it was anything else, but, like, yeah. I, I do remember there was panel strips for a little while. Um, I could be completely fucking wrong because it's been a long time <laughs> since I looked at Foamy. It's funny you mentioned that. They, I just did you just post something? I just posted something about from Foamy. <laughs> the, uh, they, he just did the HD, um, HD remaster of the Amityville Toaster episode. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I remember Amityville that. Toaster. Make breakfast spooky. Spooky eating toast. Spooky. 
Okay, Dr. Toaster. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Human hand. <laughs> oh, so good. But aside from that, there was one I absolutely fucking loved, and it was from um, Snafu Comics. I don't know if anybody ever heard of them, but they did yeah. one called Grim Tales from Down Below. And it was so good. And they did a lot of weird crossover stuff. They had, like, a King of Fighters comic that was really fucking amazing. And it was all fan project stuff. Mm-hmm. But they had one that was... They did a lot of Cartoon Network characters. And they had, like, a Powerpuff Girls one that they did. But Grim Tales from Down Below was a what-if future. And basically what happened in this future of Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy is... Billy was tricked at one point in time as they were growing up. And ended up getting locked into hell and could never escape. So Mandy grew up without having Billy around and eventually fell in love with Grimm because Grimm was eternal and can't age. Right. And they end up having kids. And the story follows their two kids as they walk, go through our world and the underworld and all the weird things that happen. But like they bring in oddball characters all the time. Like they have like Jack and Sally or their aunts and uncles for Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> like they bring up like all these, like, other Disney characters and Cartoon Network characters and a lot of characters from our childhood reimagined them. Like, especially that was, like, the more, like, gothic-style stuff from, like, that was really popular in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then kind of weaved it in. And it's really well-written. It's really good. Um, but it, it was it was one of those ones I kept running with. And they started an Invader Zim one, but I think it, it only made it a couple episodes. But it was really fun. It continued on after uh, the series ended. Um, and aside from that, VG Cats. Like, VG Cats was my constant God go-to. Yeah, like, VG Cats. I, like, when it was, like, updating, like, on his normal, like, Mondays or Wednesdays yeah. or whatever the fuck it was when <laughs> Scott was constantly still posting. But, like, I remember falling into a hole with that fucking fast. Mm-hmm. And if you want something like VG Cats but that actually updates regularly, <laughs> um, Gamer Cats. I'll still have to look at that. It's about, um, Gamer, this little black cat, Gamer Cat. <gasps> Oh, yeah, that plays, that plays video games. It's hysterical. Picked, I want to read it. He picked up a little brother called Glitch. That's, <laughs> That's adorable. Like, like, there, there is a human involved, that, and um, it, he does play a role. He's like, the human is like the owner. And they, they do do the tongue-in-cheek fourth wall where Gamer Cat is actually a cat and it has like the headset on when playing like Call of Duty. And it'll be, it'll be meowing into the headset. That's so <laughs> Cute. And then they pick up a little brother because the it was like an abandoned kitten on the street. Yeah. And that was playing an old school like an OG Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the gamer cat brings this kitten home, and gamer cat's like just says to the to the kitten, okay, okay, you gotta be cute for the owner, so keep keep you. <laughs> and so what is what is um the the kitten do? It just pukes on the floor first time it sees the it sees the human, and the human just goes. I guess I'm going to call you Glitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I do have to check that out. But really like, cool. uh, yeah, like, I really am still sad that VG Cats kind of just, like, fell off. Every once in, like, three months, I'll, like, go back to the website and be like, oh, look, you put three comics up in the last three months. And I'm like, awesome. Oh, this will take about four minutes to read. I know. And then, like, some <laughs> of them like, seconds. what reference is this about? Because he hasn't written in so long, you're like, I, like I have like, even no I idea know. where he's It's already from. passed. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing with the gamer cat. It's it's a lot of like the the VG cat, like it's the game references. That's that's cool. I mean, like and that's the shame too, because like you know, like that void really needed to be filled by somebody. Because like I know there's a ton out there, but I mean that one just fucking hit it on the mark every time. Like it's I, I definitely have to check that check one out. check it out because yeah. it's it's a it's VG cats, but that updates regularly. I like that. yeah, I like the regular updates. But I just I just like Leo and Eris. 
Yeah, they were just the, fun they were just good characters. Mm-hmm. They were really they just were. funny. Like, and it was I, I and I love the side characters they did too. Like, you know, what was it, Pants Man? <laughs> Which is Scott, but yeah, it was uh, Pants Man. Was just Scott, and then like there was the hobo. The hobo always fucking cracked me up. Hobo was fantastic. There was a uh, Crunk. Crunk. Oh god, Crunk was fucking great. But yeah, I mean, like that was just one of the best like classic web comics that like you just wish just didn't never, never went away. Um, what what about your uh, guilty pleasure web comics? Because I I have a couple. I have actually two more. You reminded me of one of them by saying something, um, and uh, the two guilty pleasure web comics I have. One is Oglef, which is I started reading oh, it. I've heard of that. I started reading it because there which were. It's it updates on Sundays. Oglaf. Oglaf. O G L A F. Yeah. Oglaf. Okay. It started off because there were boobs and dicks in it. Yeah. Try to recommend so, that one to me. Naughty drawings of pictures of people and and kind of just it's something I've mentioned and I'm like I don't know how this is going to go over with people. No, it's hilarious. People I'm looking like, at me like I watch cartoon <gasps> porn. Oh, this is I know, weird. I know about it. I just pulled up a thing about Yaoi on my tablet a second. This is true. This is true. Fine, but the the other one that you reminded me of, um, it's and unfortunately it's ended, and I'm not even sure if you can find it anywhere on the net anymore. This was called Chimney Speak. Um, it was based in Victorian London, oh. and uh, it was written by a guy in the UK. Who really liked to draw women with like triple H boobs? I think he drew it just to do just that. To draw boobs. And you know, it's centered around a brothel of Victorian prostitutes. So why not? What do you do? But you know, overall, he will have a good story, and I'm yeah. sad that it came to an end, and I'm sad that you can't really find it online anymore. <laughs> Well, you can't. You don't feel too bad because I, I read a furry comic. <laughs> it's called Two Kinds. It's it's actually really good. It's it's about um. There's there's three major races in the world. It's the Bassetin, which are like which are like uh, more like kind of like dog fox people. Huh. Uh, like it's an anthro it's an anthro yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, comic. There's humans and then there's the Cadron, which are like. Anim- anthro anim- like actual anthro animals. It, it okay. encompasses like the entire like animal family. Okay. But the Bastions are like their own race. They have like the lifespan of, of normal humans and but the Cajun are like have the lifespan of, of their like partner animal. Okay. Like they'll live like sixteen years. Aww. Well I think if anything I take from this conversation Like I said there was a lot of good ones brought up. Uh, of Darth and Droids <laughs> my number one on this that list hands down awesome and it actually ties into our huge discussion for this evening which probably will be just about as long as the last big discussion we had uh, which was role playing games and uh, more specifically role playing games and do you guys think they should be part like of like paper like yeah like pen and paper RPGs like Pathfinder D&D uh, do you guys think that role-playing games should be part of school curriculums? And if so, also, what kind of school curriculum? Like, are we talking, like, grade school? Like, junior high and high school? I mean... Mm-hmm. I think it should be part of junior high. At least, like, uh, like an, like an art or, or like, a liter- literature class or, like, a critical thinking class. Yeah, because it teaches you that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, actually, even younger could understand it. You would just have to do basic. 
Like, if you did a basic, basic format for kids to, like, you know, so you, they wouldn't be playing D&D, but I think it would just be great to engage kids to use their imagination because so many, like, you know, with the prevalence of electronics and stuff like that, like, a lot of times they're not forced to actually, like, think and broaden those horizons, and you do when you play D&D or Pathfinder or whatever. You have to imagine things. It's not handed to you, you know? I mean, I think a big part of that, too, is if you think about it, I, there's so many kids that are antisocial, and especially in school. And this is, like, a great, like, it's like what everybody used to grow. It's like, we're going to do a team exercise. And everybody's like, ah. Oh. Like, when you had a team exercise that was a lot of fun, and yeah, I you think outside the box, yeah. that was like, you're like, yay. It was like the same time. It was the same feeling as when you were in school and, like, they're like we're watching a movie today. And you're like, ah, oh, thank God. I don't have to do fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of like. If that was brought to you, I mean, like, I didn't talk to a lot of kids in high school. I mean, I, all my friends were outside of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably would have actually met and made a lot of friends based on that. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, I didn't get introduced to a lot of that stuff until I was, like, 16 or 17 years old. And I think me being as much of a shun-in earlier on was oh. not having that kind of imagination to work with. I was a band kid, so... Aw, band <laughs> well, kid. Then again... At Shanahan, the band kids were actually kind of... Yeah, like, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were actually kind of like the cool kids. Like, no, the, the, no, you <laughs> no, no. Shanahan. I'm like, sorry. You might have thought you guys were. I'm sorry, but you were well, band kids. And speaking Shan- of the kid, no, you weren't. Shan- uh, and Shanahan, <laughs> the, art, the arts kids were like the cool kids. Because we, we didn't really have any sports teams. Oh, okay, that's why. You didn't have any sports <laughs> teams. So. Yeah, the football team just started up after 20 years of not, like... Them not having a football oh, team. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they didn't have a baseball weird. team. Like, the best that we had was, like, a lacrosse team. Was, who yeah, were still cooler than you were. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, oh, the arts kids, the arts kids at Chanahan were definitely some of the cooler and, and the more, again, probably the more driven kids. But, you know, we really, we, we had a great program. And especially the band, the jazz band, the musicals. Jazz, jazz band got to play at Harrisburg. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the uh, they've been going on Disney World trips now. Yeah. They started those Disney trips the that. year, the year after I graduated. So let me tell you how pissed I am. I didn't go to Disney World with my fucking bass clarinet just to play in goddamn Disney World. I know, right? <laughs> my um, course, uh, my course went to toured Europe. Mine did Disney. Yes. Yeah. Um, March, March Campbell. Is the, she leads the Chester County Voices Abroad? Mm-hmm. She That's takes awesome. chorus, it's like takes the the Chester County chorus uh, vocal acts up, like over to Europe. And That's amazing. You know, we've gotten so far oh, off topic from <laughs> where we were. I step away for five seconds. Of I know. Wait, Rob's what? Like, I, I, I'm lost. I'm like, oh, my, we were still on the exact same point as when I but, walked out of the room for a second. For for me, I definitely think they should. It should start young, probably, like, as soon as the kids figure out that, you know, if you do certain things, because it immediately starts teaching consequences to your actions if you don't give them fake things. There's no save points. So the video game mentality doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You then put them in situations where, okay, so you got to take gym every day and not everybody's good at gym. Well, let's sit. Yeah, let's sit the sports fanatic down and see how well he does at rolling dice. I just exactly. run the asthma away. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that's how it works, right? <laughs> but you put you put you get to show the other, you know, the athletic people 
what it's like not to be good at something yeah. and need help with it. Exactly. And you also give the intellectual kids a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. You bring problem solving in. Mm-hmm. And as as they grow up, mm-hmm. like by the time they get to junior the junior high level, instead of having, like, in the beginning, the teacher should run the game, mm-hmm. okay? But by junior high, the teacher should just be in the room. Yeah. And, one of the, and yeah. And every semester, one guy runs the game. Mm-hmm. I, and actually, I feel like we're starting almost too late. I think this is, this is something like you do in like, start in preschool. Think about it. What kid would not love when their teacher comes yeah, in and is like, you're a wizard today? Yeah, I could see them like yeah, starting the, they could starting do, like, like, like a action role play. Yeah. 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 As kids um, do LARPs and then easily. move it into like the tabletop, right? The, you yeah. bring it into like the you, you, yeah. you start, yeah, you start them in the LARP. So you can bring in the math and like you later. just pass a hat around to all the kids because like an average preschool is like not more than mm-hmm. 15, 20 kids ever. And you say, "Here's a hat." You pick a character. I'm like, "Good this." And if you don't, they don't yeah. want to do that. I'm like, "Okay, then you pick a different character." Yeah, and until the, they find something they want, and you they, also then start getting into uh, as long as this is going to sound, you start getting into gender roles. Okay, because now you have the, you know, especially during your teenage years, you know, that's when people are saying, oh, well, the the woman's weaker. Well, in a role-playing game, she's only as weak as the player. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing is imagine, because again, imagine in that setting, a kid that played like a female that was like, I was the knight. Yeah. Yeah. And the teacher creates this scenario on like this perfect gender equality world. Because it can be anything we want it to be. It's 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 our fantasy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you have that as the night, and the teacher says to little Johnny over in the corner, who's like six, five or six years old, and is like, you're locked in the tower. She's going to come save you. Yeah. Add ten years to that, and when yeah. they know this, and this is something that's given to them every year, they have a class that's this every every day. See, my, my thing is uh, that I, you know, I wouldn't lock, I would lock, their father in the tower. I wouldn't lock. I wouldn't take another student and put him in the yeah, tower. I wouldn't well, no, take but, a player, or you take an MB, you, you you lock an NPC, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. But, yeah. And part of that reason is it was. It was well, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, but it, it brought up the the idea of in order to make women stronger, you have to make men weaker, and you don't. You mm-hmm. you make just, everybody equal. You yeah. make everybody equal. Or yeah. or you get sadistic and you put the the male into a torture situation. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back to you know Billy and Mandy here, man. Uh, we're talking about uh, you know six year olds. It's not a torture situation until they're at least Bill and man and Amanda. <laughs> but I look at it going. It's also like a way to to learn how to act because a lot of yeah. what I was doing in role playing was like it wasn't really sitting down at the table just rolling dice. It was us. Like standing up and acting, yeah. Like we were acting out situations. Like it was like with Justin and, and Nader and all them back in like mm-hmm. the Allied Hobbies days. Yeah. We would we would like act out things. And yeah. there was one time in the middle of the store, two of us were just yelling at each other because we had some disagreement, like like in character. I can't imagine why that store closed. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible management. <laughs> but um, no, and I definitely think that, especially if you. Like, I, I DM to Pathfinder games, and part of my thing is you don't want to just have the stand-up fights. 
You also want to have problems for them to solve. You want to have puzzles. You want to have riddles. You want to have traps. And you want to have things that you just can't. You can't just roll your way out. And you right. want us to have hopes and dreams as characters and destroy our hopes and, and dreams after four games. Beautiful. <laughs> find a beautiful mansion. No, no, and no. Then no. Just I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want that. That's just a perk of being a DM. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I, I got to talk to you guys about something after. Dice fall. Everyone dies. No, there's a game that's Bioware is coming out with surprise, surprise, surprise. That I have to talk to you guys about after this podcast is over. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's I, I and part of it is uh, is honestly a little a little bit of revenge on my part. I was the nerd in school. Yeah, I wasn't good at sports. Me too. I feel it was sad. the band kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it's the graphic art student. <laughs> it's the idea of. You know, I wasn't good in gym, so I got picked on, but there was no equivalent going the other way. To help, exactly. Yeah, and there it, should and it, be. Well, and not not to help, but like the, the, the sports kids weren't good at it. Yeah, well, okay. to help equalize things, yeah. you know? And, you know, somebody might say, oh, well, you can't, you can't do that because of the religious connotations. Well, you know what? You don't have to play D&D. Yeah, you play There are a thousand different role-playing games. There's a role-playing game based around nothing but Jenga. You be pirates. <laughs> you pull Jenga pieces out, and that's how you tell the story. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. kind of awesome. Yeah. And when you... If you succeed at pulling the thing out and putting it up top, you succeed at whatever task you were doing. Oh if my gosh, that's awesome. If you pull the thing out and it drops, the next thing your character attempts, not the one you're currently doing, mm-hmm. but the next thing your character attempts kills him. Interesting. Oh my gosh. I love to play that. Yeah. And the that D- is a podcast waiting to yeah. happen. And the DM really is, is the one who decides when you have to pull. I think this needs to happen as a podcast. No, it yeah. needs to happen as a drunk cast. Oh god. We haven't done a drunk cast in a really long time. I'm yeah. up for it. Um, yeah. I need to get down to down to Carl's to get more uh to get the expansions. We course. need to have I honestly know how we do that. TJ and Kenny come up with a story and DM it. Oh, God damn. Uh, yes. A short story that we can get through in two hours. Yeah. We'll put six players in. So the two No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was saying God damn it because I it, because normally I'm the one who's drunk when I'm doing a game. He really I, TJ really wanted to play Jenga. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's when it, normally my players aren't allowed to get drunk. Only I'm allowed to get drunk, and now okay. I've got to deal with drunk players. Okay, here we go. You can be one of the players. We'll make Kenny DM it because you know what? he doesn't drink. So yeah, we'll be he's automatically given. He'll have to deal with the drunk people. This yeah. this this yeah. needs yeah. to happen. We will plan drunk cast for sometime soon. Fantastic. So, but yeah, there, so but there are I mean there are games that do a whole bu- you know do a whole bunch of things that allow you that would allow kids to. I mean, the other, the other big thing is, you know, you know, we're all sitting here and, and just three of us have phones on. At least three of us have our phones out. Or a tablet or whatever. Right. And, you know, if you tell them to leave it at the door and, hey, look, they're interacting. Which yeah. everybody mm-hmm. says, you know, it's supposed, supposed, you know, nobody does anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, I mean, it, it would be, I think that would actually be really positive because, like, a lot of kids are growing up knowing how to use a smartphone at, like, mm-hmm. two. You yeah. know, and so having them where they're forced to interact with each other and do face to face like play time, you know what I mean, and like do things like that. No, that's and really that's positive. not to say that you know there aren't good parents out there that don't allow for both. Oh yeah, yeah. 
That's just good. saying that for those who listen. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, if this was ever proposed, you know, it's like a sequel to the book Seduction of the Innocent would come out in a second. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, that's when they said comics were torturing oh my children. God. And Batman is gay. Yeah, pretty much. And oh. raping Robin. So, I mean, like, that's the downside. It's only rape if Robin says no. <laughs> he did beat him up a lot. <laughs> Speaking of Batman, there is the segue. Yes. We finally got one. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, as of, like, every other episode of the show, <laughs> we end with... The uh, traditional Mary fuck kill. And tonight's characters come from the Batman universe. So tonight, we're looking at villains, specifically the female villains. Um, So tonight we have for Mary fuck kill, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn. So I'm going to start off with Bill because he doesn't want to I don't want be to the be one to be, have to follow up somebody on this one because he's I, got his plan. I've been influenced by groupthink before. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything else. Stop being weak. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It's in my nature. <laughs> I'm trying to fix this. So anyways, um, I, I started thinking about it a couple minutes ago, and I definitely think I'd have to kill Harley Quinn. She's oh. just a bit too crazy, and I don't think I could deal with being called Mr. J on a regular basis. Actually, um, I mean Mr. B. Well, Mr. B. B. I think Mr. I Mr. Schneider, would, sir. <laughs> I think I would marry Poison Ivy. Because then I could hopefully just build up a resistance over time to her deadly poisons and not have to worry about with some random one-night fling, which I would have with Catwoman. So there's my MFK. Marry Poison Ivy, fuck Catwoman, and kill Harley Quinn. Question, though. Why why specifically just fuck Catwoman, not marry her? Because she's like the most mentally well-adjusted out of all of them. (laughs) Because I think if I chose to just fuck Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn, there would be a high chance of me dying in that encounter. <laughs> Depending on who's writing Catwoman at the time, too, that's still also a high chance. Yeah, right? that, this is true, but I think Catwoman's the most um, I, I, it's the most uh, easily dealt with in terms of, you know, what I could do to handle Catwoman. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna go with Lynch next. Okay, there's one answer, and there's one answer only. <laughs> you kill Poison Ivy because you don't want whatever she's carrying. And she's carrying a lot. <laughs> she gets around, eh? Well, not even that. It's like it's, it's just, like the last of us waiting to happen. Yeah, it's the last of us <laughs> waiting to happen with her. So you kill her, you, you prevent the last of us happening. Pesticide. Uh, not pesticides. Herbicides. Herbicides. That's what I was yeah. looking for, thank you. Yeah. Genocides. Wait, no. What? No. Well, in theory. Uh, yeah. You kill Poison Ivy because you, there, there's shit waiting to happen that you just don't want. Uh, you fuck Harley Quinn because the crazy sex is the best sex. Because you'll just do things that you wouldn't even believe were possible. Or maybe even want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless if you're, if you're open 
for everything and anything. And anything. <laughs> it could be a really good time, like just a really good time. But you don't marry that bitch. It's like a one thousand and one ways for a whoopee cushion. <laughs> because you you just don't want to deal with that all the time. You can't deal with that all the time. There's just there's no way to stay sane and, and you to not turn into like the Joker and being with her all the time. I know. I've been married to crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> And then you marry Catwoman because she is she has commitment issues, but she's the most stable out of all of them. Yeah. She has she has her own very stable personality. Yeah, <laughs> you just, you, and and you just marry Selena Kyle because it's oh, Selena Kyle. Sure. Because uh, from from the comics, she's fucking hot, and yeah, she's awesome. and um the the new the new comics, she's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then from the movies, it's it's oh, I can't I fucking brain farted on her name. Halle Berry. No, <laughs> no, no, Anne no. Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she was fit. And Hathaway is fantastic as, as Selena Kyle. Loved her as Selena Kyle. And how we're going to finish this one off? I'm going to go cat me, and we're going to end with our resident comic book guy, So cat, oh, you're up next. Very disappointing for all of you. I actually have to go with the same as Lynch because I would kill Poison Ivy. I mean, like. She just, she was never as interesting as the other ones, so she just kind of gets axed. And then, um, Harley Quinn, again, it's like, the crazy fuck would be very interesting, but yeah, like, over a time lapse, that would be no bueno. But Catwoman, marry all the way, because I have always loved Catwoman from, like, Batman the Animated Series. She was just Selena Kyle is just such a fantastic character. She really is. There's no way I wouldn't marry Catwoman. So I'm really, really fucking torn. Like... (laughs) what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at all these and knowing the new 52 pretty damn well, plus the old continuity, I'm looking at a couple things that are sticking out in my brain pretty badly. I would say normally marry Catwoman, but the current run of Catwoman, she recently was in the Race of Thieves, quote-unquote, that they did in the storylines, which was pretty much equivalent of seeing D-list characters having wacky races. And the fact that she was in that really just crushes my soul a lot. <laughs> um, Maybe she was the ringer. <laughs> no, she, was she the ringer? They gave her a run for our money. Ugh. It was horrible. <laughs> I, uh, it's a double pun because the ringer and the bell and the ringing and the. God damn you! God damn you all! And that's how you do a pun. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, I'm really torn though because, like, at the same time, though, Catwoman's a great character, but she also, like, she's got great interpretations in the animated series and, like, movies, but she hasn't been written well in the comics for a really fucking long time. Like, I, I can't tell you the last time I remember a good Catwoman story. St- started in October. Okay. Because she becomes the crime boss of Gotham City. That's oh, true. That's awesome. Batman Eternal. Yeah. So, um, which... No, no, it, it carries over to her book now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, that makes this harder. Um, <laughs> well, alright. Make up your mind. So, I'm gonna say... I think mine's going to be similar to Lynch and Cats then. Um, so Poison Ivy recently was diagnosed with seasonal defect, uh, seasonal defective disorder. Effective disorder. Effectiveness disorder. She's sad. <laughs> so sad. But that's what they, they even at, at said. I was like, I don't know if I can deal with like 
Three months of happy, three months of sad, three months of happy, three months of sad. This is not a good way to live. Well, no, it was three months of happy, three months of kind of depressed, three months of, oh my god, I'm going to slip my wrist, <laughs> and then three months of, I'm coming up! Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool book, uh, back yeah. on annual. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sorry, I'm going to have to knock off Poison Ivy. Harley Quinn, because... Just gotta be the fuck, definitely. You fucked the crate. You, you, you. And, yeah. And if Arrested Development taught me one thing, never promise That's crazy a baby. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> you just stick it in the crazy. You don't. You don't have any sort of lasting, <laughs> lasting thing with the with the crazy. And uh, I'm married Catwoman because, well, even if things are a little rocky and she's kind of just off for a while until. She turns around to being well written again. Um, <laughs> I will say at least be financially secure because she's always stealing shit. So <laughs> you always true. have a happy life, at least yeah. in some extent. Because I, I just I'm when I think of Catwoman, I'm thinking of like the the animated series Catwoman. Yes, and I will say that too. Like the animated series is and... easily probably the best. The best period. I didn't I didn't I don't read the comics, so it's it's the animated series and um, uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, both, I, she was fantastic. I will say this: I'm probably one of five people in the world that owns this DVD set, but I own the old Birds of Prey TV series. <laughs> You're right. You are one of five. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it for what it was. I didn't expect a lot of it, and I didn't get a lot from it. So, but there was a really great bonus on that DVD set, which is called Girls of Gotham. It was a web series, and it featured just Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Batgirl, and it was That's an awesome. awesome. It was basically the Paul Dini style, and it was just little five-minute episodes of just them doing shit, and it was just fun. It was just a four- That sounds pretty That's cool. Amazing. It was yeah. fun. They tried to turn it into a comic book that went nowhere. Yeah, because it was so clean. But it was, it was cool. It was yeah. it was a fun little mini-series, and it, it, that's why it makes really, it so hard. Really, that's the only way it could work, is just like five-minute shorts of them getting into yeah. shenanigans. Yeah. So many shenanigans. Uh, we have a teach. For me, th- there are actually two ways you could go. There's the way you all described. Catwoman makes you uh, financially secure for the rest of your life, especially when she becomes crime boss of Gotham City. <laughs> she just Poison- makes my, 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 my penis go doing, doing, doing. <laughs> <laughs> Poison Ivy is, um, you know, the one, is the one you want to kill because she's the most dangerous, and Harley Quinn, you just screw right because she's crazy. There is, however, another way. Hmm. And this way involves marrying Poison Ivy. Okay. Still screwing Harley Quinn uh-huh. and killing Catwoman. And the reason you do it this way is because in every iteration of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, there has been suggestions that at least both one or both of them is bisexual. And get it on with each other quite frequently. Yes. It's been in all of the old run of comics. Really? And, all, so... and all of the new runs, specifically in the new Harley Quinn book, where it Ivy was... hangs out with her in her apartment constantly. And yeah. there's been a lot of sexual innuendos between the two of them. There's also, there time. was also a lot of sexual innuendos between them in the animated series. You have to really watch it to catch them. But they're there. They're there. Yeah. 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 I had um, the old first run of the old Harley books, and this third issue was Harley and Ivy having the pillow fight on the fucking cover. Yeah. Like, they've been writing them about this way for a long time, which is why I was torn. I was like, I was like, do I go that way? And I'm like... And that's the other way you can go. You can go those, you know, because theoretically you get both of them, and they're both yeah. crazy, just, and if you're going to be a slave, you might as well be a slave to those two beautiful women. 
<laughs> I just I, I don't want I don't want The Last of Us to happen. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't because uh, Harley Quinn just ma- uh, not Harley Quinn. Poison Ivy just makes you do whatever the hell she wants, and that's the biggest thing too. Is you yeah. probably wouldn't be thinking because she does have the pheromone thing, so you're like, I'm gonna do it anyway. So yeah. it's not like my mind's in control. You're just along for the you, ride. You kill Catwoman because if you kill her, you can get her money anyway. That's true. Touche. <laughs> Is it too late to change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Catwoman awesome. would be smart enough to to hide most of. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, but the thing is, Cat. I mean, because you, you're supposed to be using your knowledge about them. Catwoman hides her crap by buying things and putting them in her apartment. That's so yeah. I would just loot her apartment. It's true enough. And also, DC Comics. Did you ever hear this? That whole wacky racist thing. Oddly enough, make that happen. I want to see that as a comic for a little while. No, no, no. I want to see it as a TV series. (laughs) (laughs) Just get Paul Dini and said, you haven't done anything for the major DC proper as a TV show for a while. Make a wacky races DC villains book. Well, I've actually heard that Paul Paul Dini and Bruce Timm are teaming up again. They are. I heard. I don't know Uh, what they're doing. Justice League. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, that's this week's episode. Um... Like I said, as always, you can find us at www.caffeinecrew.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Caffeine Crew. You can also find us on Pinterest. Yep. Tumblr. Uh, Instagram. Now? Instagram. Instagram. Yep. YouTube. We have YouTube. YouTube. And YouTube. Yeah. And we have another photo. Twitch. Thing. Yeah, yeah, we're out on Twitch. And we have FX Cam. And yeah. FX Cam. Well, holy crap. We're we have like everything, fuck. man. Everything. Social media explosions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Jesus like, Christ. honestly, pretty much, if you yeah. search the Caffeine Crew or Caffeine Crew, you'll find, find us. I don't remember what just, all of ours are anymore. Just mm. visit our website. You can just, look at the About Us tab, I, where to find us. I'm pretty sure we have the entire first page of Google. We do. We do. So pretty much okay. if you just search the Kathy Crew, you will find us. We have our Libsyn account, which where you can find this podcast very, very soon. We're working very yeah. hard to get the money together to get Chaotic okay. up to speed on there as well. Yeah. Because um, um, there's still a lot of episodes. But we host we host both podcasts on YouTube as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll hopefully try to have some more video content coming up soon. Um, and as well, too, we'll have a couple appearances coming up. We're going to be at J1 Column. Mm-hmm. And that's September 14th. September, yeah. yep. That's a Sunday. That's in Philadelphia. Woo-woo. 3801 Market Street. What time does that start? Uh, 10. 10 I believe. It's just a one day con, but like I said, me and Tim will definitely be in attendance, uh, walking around and talking to people. Please, please come, show your support. They, they want to grow. It's Philadelphia's number one anime convention. Um, just cool. please, please support them. Yeah. Um, also, on top of that, Tuesday nights, uh, our community game nights. Uh, make sure you keep an eye on it. We're also, a lot of times, uh, Luchi Dono and Tim and Matt and myself are trying to do live streams, starting to build this up, especially gearing up towards Extra Life, which is, we're going to be playing on October 17th into the 18th, 24-hour gaming marathon for um, Philadelphia Children's Hospitals. From the Miracle Network, um, so definitely keep site, uh, your tabs on that. We'll all be signing up and looking for donations very, very soon. We'd love to play with you online. Um, definitely join us live as well um, when Extra Life hits. Um, outside of that, I want to say special thanks again, as always, to the wonderful DJ Cutman for all of our music that there's on this. You can find him on his page on SoundCloud. Please check him out. Please support him in Game Chop Records. They're awesome. awesome Game Chops will be at J1Con as well. They will. Um, and I think Cutman's going to be there Cut as well. Man's We're going to try to sit down and have a chat with him as well. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, 
And as always, to thank you very much to Tim for going through and editing every single thing that we do on this. sounding our stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I I sound the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No. I said, oh, look for coming up in a couple days. You'll see another episode of the Chaotic Neutral Podcast hitting. We'll be back in a fortnight, and you can always reach out to us on Gmail. It's just the gmail.com. So, thanks again, everybody. Again, I'm Rob. You can find my articles usually on Wednesday for the what fuck Wednesday. Got anything coming up? Like, coming up? Are we uh, doing that? Oh, uh, we're doing that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, I'm, I'm bevved up. <laughs> bevved up pretty good. <laughs> so you can find my articles oh, usually on Wednesday. I'll have some more gaining content I'm going to start focusing on a little bit more, too. So the What the Fuck Wednesday. Of my AMVs every day. Um, I will have a full rundown of the PlayStation 3 games that were free on PS Plus this month. There were four of them. So I'm having a tough time trying to run through them all He's to a sufficient though. level. <laughs> They're so good. They though. are so good. That's why I'm having a tough time <laughs> trying to play them all. And that should be coming out hopefully before the end of this month. Uh, I've got my regular reviews coming up on Sunday. And I just had the second issue of uh, Spandex and Capes panels. And uh, next Friday will be Spandex and Capes panels and then my regular review again. And you have solicitations coming up, too, for comics, right? Oh, no, they already went up this week. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually finishing, doing, putting the finishing touches on Dark Repulsor from Sword Art Online. It's uh, the companion sword to El- Elisador, Kirito's swords. Ah, so your second sword build's going second on. Second sword build, build is going on. Awesome. I'm, I'm a couple days out from finishing it. I'm taking photos, going to be writing a whole thing under Very Lynch's cool. Armory. Yay. Uh, I have another one, another article in the works. It's um, titled "When Life Hands You a Movie Script, Write a uh, Make a Love Story." It's about how I've, uh, out of ninety to ninety-five percent of the movies that I've seen this year, are a love story when they shouldn't be. Like <laughs> I'll be covering things like. Uh, Need for Speed, where it should be about car races and car crashes, but it's it's really about a love story. Or Draft Day, where it's supposed to be about the NFL draft, but it's a love story. <laughs> where it's it's about how Hollywood needlessly puts a love story into a movie. Nice. So, again, make sure you, you head to the website, read the articles. It's what gets us keep doing this podcast, and we'll see you again very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.